All right, and it looks like we're live, or at least I am live on here. So first off, I'm going to wait for a few people to hop in. And if you're listening or watching the uh, pre-recorded version now that's already been aired and such, welcome to Mod Chat. This is episode 25, so so many episodes we've done at this point. It's been uh, quite a journey. Thank you very much. Uh, now, this episode is going to be a little bit different. I'm going to explain this here at the beginning in full. Uh, myself, I am Mr. Mario, as many may know, and so far this might be a solo episode and I'm going to explain why uh, the reason why this might be solo is simply because I cannot get a hold of Daniel uh, no matter what uh, I just can't get a hold of him uh, on any of the uh, place I've tried to contact him I've tried to call him several times um, I let we settled on this time and date about a week ago um, and we've talked about it you know the past few days and such and uh, hey what's up guys uh, and we've talked about it, you know, a few times here and there. Uh, but unfortunately, I've been trying, and I even delayed the show for about 30 minutes. So uh, my logic is I've been able to carry live streams by myself in the past before. If this is not what you're wanting to hear, just me, myself on Mod Chat, I apologize. But I also asked a few people and I said, you know, should I cancel tonight's show or should we just continue and hope he comes in? And people want me to continue with it. So that's what we're going to do. He has the link. Uh, if Daniel somehow gets a hold of of his Twitter DMs and he's able to get into Hangouts, then he can join in at one point. Uh, but if not, let's kind of assume that it's going to be a solo show. So unfortunately, that's going to be the case. I'd rather have a second person here, but we'll see what we can do. We have a lot of topics as well, too, which is why I was really disappointed that he couldn't come in, uh, because these were a lot of topics I wanted to talk about. He brushed up on them as well, too. And uh, there was some exciting stuff that was going on. So let me at least just make sure, you know, we have our chat working and everything. I'll have that all popped out so I can at least pay attention to that and uh, what we're going to be doing is uh, first thing I wanted to discuss and I'm going to try and you know have the stuff on screen right here and such as needed uh, but it will be if I can screen share hopefully if you guys are watching the live version you'll be able to see this here soon once this all pops up let me just go ahead and move all this stuff over so right here this is something I want to address because this actually hit pretty close to home uh now there's this video on this uh link and everybody's going all these links are going to be down below in the description uh but for anybody who wasn't aware this happened the past day or two so about january 20th 21st uh, a lot of 3ds modding youtubers i don't really know so much about anyone who's covering wii u content but specifically 3ds modding youtubers uh were targeted and they had several of their videos taken offline unfortunately uh these were several tutorials and all that i know this guy right here who made a really good video uh tc pixel um he really kept up to date with all the modding stuff and i know there were a few other youtubers they're actually all let me find the original comment right here so i don't mess up their names but dark flare games yakara columbia i believe that's how i say his name operation idroid and mizumi all these guys were several people that were targeted in this and the reason why i wanted to bring this up is because not only it has to do with modding also has to do with the youtube front but I had kind of had something similar to this happen. Uh, for anybody that doesn't know, uh, this past summer, summer of 2016, I want to say, yeah, that was it. Uh, I actually ended up taking down all my 3DS related content because I had several videos that were taken down. Uh, one of them was downgrading using a flash cart, and the other three were how to set up flash carts for the 3DS. At that point in time, uh, there were all these videos that were being taken down and removed uh, because they had 3DS and flash carts in the title 
name, whatever it was, that's what was being covered. And uh, I ended up getting community guideline strikes on those. Now with those, I had to deal with YouTube themselves, but this is a little bit different right here. These are actually copyright strikes that have been assigned from the Belgian Anti-Piracy Federation. For anyone that doesn't know, the Belgian Anti-Piracy Federation is actually the company that Nintendo utilizes to put out these strikes. But they're not directly for pirated content or anything. Uh, there is one YouTuber on here. Let me see. Yeah, there is one YouTuber on here. Uh, this guy, Yakara Columbia, uh, he actually does heavily cover pirated content and he heavily promotes it he also always links back to his site from what i know and that has a ton of pirated content that you could download off there so with his channel going down because his channel is being completely terminated i understand that the other guys though normally try and steer clear from that i think i've seen some videos from dark flare games and there's been some questionable links he's had and some questionable downloads uh but for other people uh i know at least i can say for tc pixel uh even he noted on there he doesn't cover directly pirated things which is the same thing I was doing. But none of these videos were taken down for piracy. In fact, these videos were taken down because of unauthorized Nintendo footage. Several months ago as well, the guy who ended up making, you know, Ninja Hacks and several other exploits in the Homebrew channel, uh, Smilam, he actually got his video taken down where he was showing several different modifications, I think up to firmware 9.2. No, 10.2 and 10.3, I believe that's what it was. And uh, I saw on Twitter, he was actually discussing this with TC Pixel. And what ended up happening was he found out that he did get his video taken down by uh, this same company, BAF. And he said that the reason why was it was, again, unauthorized Nintendo footage. And it was because we were they were using the educated assumption that it was because he used a few seconds of one of the Pokemon games that he applied a patch to to show a proof of concept modification that you could do with that newer version of, you know, hacks and all that other stuff. Uh, so it's really questionable what they're doing because, as I said, none of these takedowns have been specifically for piracy. All of the takedowns have been for unauthorized Nintendo footage, which essentially means if you are showing a first-party Nintendo game on there, they are striking it down. But they're just also coincidentally striking down videos that are showing how to modify these game systems and such. So... <sighs> It's it's disappointing. It's frustrating to see. Uh, I definitely feel for these guys as well, too. And uh, the scary thing with this is they're not just going against YouTube. They're going against uh, BAF, which is, you know, Belgian Anti-Piracy Federation. And for anyone that doesn't know, this is how a copyright strike works. Uh, when you are an entity, you end up filing a copyright strike against the video, against the stream, whatever it is. And then what happens is that video is taken down. Now, you as a YouTuber, you as the uploader, you then have to go in and you have to appeal the strike if you want to. If you do choose to appeal the strike, the person who ended up filing it will get that information and they have 14 days to make a decision. They could either let it expire, meaning the video will go back up and they cannot strike it again. They can release the strike, meaning the video will go back up and they will not strike it again. And the final thing is if they want to keep that video down, they have to show proof to YouTube that they have begun a lawsuit against the uploader. So that's why none of these guys really want to you know, appeal these strikes either, because if they appeal them, they can go to court, they're going to have to deal with this. And even if they end up winning, it's going to cost quite a bit in legal fees and time and all that stuff. Again, these weren't specifically for piracy, they were for unauthorized Nintendo footage, and it can be argumented, uh, ar ar excuse me, and it was shown on there that, you know, 
these videos used Nintendo footage sparingly, and it was to show, you know, it, it was for fair use is what it was. It was transformative enough where nobody was watching those videos to completely replace whatever intellectual property was in there. But either way, that's been going down. Some people are, you know, thinking that this is because the Switch is right around the corner. They're wanting to do this a little bit, you know, just kind of shake everyone up there. Um, I myself, I'm kind of happy I got out of the 3DS video stuff, but it's definitely disappointing. And yeah, hey, Stippo, maybe we should, uh, yeah, do a Pokemon JTAG mod. <laughs> Man. So yeah, that has not, that hasn't been a fun thing, unfortunately. Definitely, I, I, I wish you all luck on that, except, well, Yakara Columbia, his his channel, he said it's being terminated and such, and I can't, I can't really justify supporting that just because, as I said, his stuff, um, not only from, you know, the piracy standpoint, but also some other things he's done was, he was always linked back to his website, it was filled with ads, so he's obviously monetizing that, but even aside from that, what ended up happening was, I guess, uh, at one point, he actually was responsible for several bricks because he did a ARM9 loader hacks, uh, custom firmware install tutorial, and he left his otp.bin file in there, which, if you don't know, that is specific to each system that you do it with. So what happened was a ton of people ended up downloading this. They didn't replace the OTP bin file. They end up bricking their 3DSs. On top of that, I also found out that there were several programs that you know he had downloaded from people, and then he ended up modifying and putting his name in there and all that stuff. So yeah, that's been fun. And uh, someone's saying here they hope my channel won't be terminated by this. Well, I don't have uh, 3DS modding stuff uh, on the channel, so even though this i'm just talking about it but even with that i just i i i don't know what's been up with uh this whole thing as i said it was just it, it's obviously a misuse of power which is really unfortunate again but uh, that's what it is i guess that that that's how these that's that's how these companies do what they do <laughs> so when it comes to older systems and everything, I, I do enjoy Sega systems. I, I miss this company, what they did with consoles. They they had some questionable things. I actually have a whole, I used to do a series called Gaming Goofs where I discussed uh, just complete honest fuck ups that all these companies did. And uh, one of them was Sega where I remember I had discussed, uh, you know, things that talked, well, like, you know, their success with the, I don't think I covered the Master System, but I talked about, you know, the Genesis, uh, what else was there? I, yeah, I discussed the Genesis. Uh, I went on to, you know, talk about how they just kind of screwed themselves over with the 32X, the Sega CD, and then uh, the Sega Saturn as well, too. Uh, and I personally, I love the Sega Saturn. Uh, they've all been misunderstood in different ways, but really because they had three systems back to back that kind of just screwed over consumer confidence. Um, that's one reason why the, you know they kind of went bankrupt and all that stuff. The Dreamcast is great, but then there's there, there was a whole thing on there I was talking about. The reason why I'm bringing this up is because if you'll uh, if you'll be directed to the screen here, if you are looking at this, I haven't tried this myself. I thought of trying it, but the thing is, these Netlink adapters are just so expensive. Um, I think I had an opportunity to buy one about a year ago, but I didn't see the use for it. Uh, point is on here, Sega Saturn Netlink is now available much easier through VoIP. Uh, now, VoIP is voice over IP, and uh, this originally started because of DreamPie, which I haven't covered before, um, but DreamPie essentially uses your... Um, your Dreamcast, your Dreamcast uh, dial-up modem and everything, or dial-up adapter on there, I guess you could say. 
I mix up the terminology a little bit because I was really young when I used dial-up. And then you end up using the uh, Raspberry Pi to ensure, you know, get your connection converted over from Ethernet back to something the Dreamcast can eat up and then connect in and all that other fun stuff. Uh, and then you can play online. Uh, well, somebody ended up doing that. Originally, this thread was about uh, the Dream Pi, from what I know, uh, using it on the Sega Saturn. But now you can actually get Netlink through VoIP and really you just need a few things. I thought this was fascinating because I like seeing this stuff revived. Uh, one of them, you know, this, this device right here you can buy for about 15, 20 bucks and it's just a unlocked VoIP phone adapter. But then the Netlink adapter right here, this thing I looked it up because I, I want to get it and it's it's about 70 bucks or so. So really all you need to do is go in, you're able to configure all this on the little VoIP adapter, you hook it up to your Netlink and then you have to connect into the games themselves. So it's definitely interesting. I, I'd be very interested in trying this out if I had a Netlink available. As I said, I don't want to spend, you know, 70 to 100 bucks on one, and I don't think I'd use it all too often, which is why um, that, that that's why uh, I didn't uh, pick it up, but it's definitely interesting to see. I just, I have a soft spot for these types of things coming back where you take a old system and then you end up reviving it and bring it back to life. That's why, you know, last month, for example, uh, Daniel and I talked uh, so extensively about uh, what was it that uh, Xbox Live, uh, the Xbox Live homebrew that was coming up, the original Xbox Live homebrew thing. Uh, for anybody that might be interested in that, uh, in short, I I'm not going to go into the whole big detail thing because we did episode 24 talking about that for quite a bit. Uh, but it's some people who are working on at least one guy who is working on bringing a homebrewed version of the original Xbox Live back online so you could play your original Xbox games on the Xbox and the Xbox 360, whether your system is modded or not. Uh, I also want to uh, just bring in this comment here for some, uh, you know, user interaction and such. But Dark Supersonic is saying... It's just sad that Nintendo is trying to get rid of 3DS modding. It's fun to do, but at least Sega is fine with it, let, a no, let alone not monetizing videos. That is true. I th think I've had a few videos content ID'd by Sega. Uh, but normally, if you end up, uh, you know, disputing that content ID, Sega's pretty cool about it. They've also been known to uh, be on record for just not taking down fan projects and all that stuff, which is another thing that Nintendo does. And that's really a fine line between, you know taking care of your intellectual property and kind of letting people do what they want to on there. Fan games, in my opinion, are things that, you know, they're, they're modifications that people just do, you know, either for fun or for the love of something, for the appreciation as a tribute, whatever it is. And it's neat to see these fan games and fan modifications come out, but Nintendo shuts them down. And unfortunately, it's kind of in their legal right to do so. Uh, for anybody that doesn't know, the way that works is when you have a trademark, when you have protection on IP of some kind, not like internet protocol or, you know, your IP address, but I'm talking about an intellectual property. For example, they have a, um, like Metroid, they took this down. I think it was like another Metroid 2 remake, something like that. Uh, what happens is they have a trademark. They have copyrights on that stuff and it is in their interest to protect that. So, with people making those fan games and spinoffs, technically, they almost have to take them down. And the reason why, the reason why they have to do that is because if they have a trademark on something, on an intellectual property that they have, 
they have to enforce that. If they're just sitting back and not enforcing it at all, uh, they could actually get in trouble for that, believe it or not. So I'm not sure how Sega is kind of able to do. Maybe they don't have enough fan service stuff going on. I have no idea. But for the most part, they turn a blind eye to things. I mean, we have people making unauthorized homebrew games for the Sega Dreamcast and selling them. And it, Sega just does not care, which is awesome. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I'm just looking at some of the comments here as well, too, and everything. And yeah, no, somebody's talking about PS4 save modding. We're actually going to be talking about this for a little bit. Let me bring up some of the other stuff here. If I'm a little bit unorganized, again, I apologize. It's because I've never done a solo episode of ModJet. I hope I never have to do one again. So, Daniel... <laughs> Don't let me down on that, man. Uh, but no, speaking of that, with the uh, the PS4 save editor, that is actually another thing I wanted to cover on here. Um, so in case anyone doesn't know, I don't believe this is out yet. To my knowledge, I don't believe it's out. Um, but there are at least two parties from what I've seen on here um, who are selling this uh, PS4 save editor. Uh, now they're going to be available in March from what I know. And uh, one of them, this one right here, I think it's the equivalent of about $70 or so. There's another one that's gonna be about $25, $30. And uh, this is pretty self-explanatory. Uh, what this do, what this does is uh, you're able to get your saves, you're able to edit them. I actually, I don't know if you can edit them, to be honest. I'm not sure if it's going to be like the original GameShark Xbox thing where you download other people's modified saves and you end up re-signing them to your profile, to your account and such, or if you're able to go in and actually modify the values. Uh, so there's not too much to say about it. You're just able to, you know, either download new saves or modify them and such. And uh, thanks, Grim. I, I really appreciate the uh, the vote of confidence there. Uh, he's just saying that uh, I'm doing great on this. <laughs> but yeah, no, even right here, it's saying, for example, you'll be able to instantly acquire all this gill in Final Fantasy 15 or score, you know, 999,999 gems in Gravity Rush 2. It's not inter yeah, entirely clear whether this kind of manipulation will help you unlock trophies, but seems like the sort of thing that Sony will attempt to ban. So this actually reminds me a lot of the original game save modding on uh, the Xbox 360. Uh, what people were doing there was they were actually doing that not only for cheating purposes to, you know, finish games and all that, but for achievements and actually used to do it actually used to be really easy to do so uh, before, you know, they start banning people. But what you could actually do is there was two ways of trophy uh, cheating for trophies on there. Either one, you could download saves, re-sign them and load them up. And when you load them up, it was right before the point you'd get an actual achievement. So you'd pop that achievement or there were other saves where you could load it up and you do a certain thing in a game and it unlocks all of the, the, the trophies for you. Um, and then, of course, you know, you could modify the saves themselves either through external modding tools or you can use Horizon or I, I don't know the other ones. I, I mostly used Horizon. I think Modio, that was another big one. I, I was never a big fan of Modio, to be honest. So I don't know if this is going to be a true editor, if it's going to be somewhere to swap files or it might be both. And let's see, Cedric here is saying, on this is uh, in regards to the uh, PS4 save editor. On top of that, Sony learned from their PS3 mistakes. Well, maybe a bit, but what they've learned is the banning part of it. I've noticed it as of Sony is even ban your console for a refund. 
I'm I'm not sure about that, honestly. Uh, I actually, Fuego, I did cover uh, the Sega Saturn online. Um, if you back up a little bit, if you back up a few minutes, I did, or you can just wait for this to, you know, uh, be live later on and such. Um, and somebody's saying, so Abdul is saying that's like cheating yourself. <sighs> You know, here's the thing. I I enjoy cheating on games. Now, on my newer consoles, I have not done it. But I will say, sometimes playing with cheats is pretty fun. The thing I tell people is uh, one of my favorite times I played, actually not even one of my favorite, my favorite playthrough of Halo 4 was I was playing it on one of my RGH systems. And I had a trainer for infinite ammo, infinite shield, uh, one-shot kills. I know that seems kind of redundant on there. Uh, I think just it, it made me a god. It was complete god mode and didn't have to worry about ammo. And that was my favorite playthrough of Halo 4. Some people might say it was cheap, whatever it is. The reason why I say it was my favorite is actually because... A lot of people say for some reason with Halo, they say that, you know, you have to play on heroic or legendary to really feel like a Spartan. But if you're a Spartan, if you're the master chief, you're not supposed to die. So burning through that game, literally slaying through just countless armies of enemies like they were just, you know, like I was a hot knife and they were butter. That was my favorite playthrough of Halo 4. It was so fun. I didn't feel like I cheated myself the experience because I'd played it legitimately about three or four times prior to my cheater playthrough. But my cheater playthrough was absolutely my favorite on there. <laughs> but when it comes to online stuff... No, I don't I don't agree with the whole online thing. I'm actually I'm very against, you know, going online with mods or cheats or whatever it is. Some mods like if it's if it's a game breaking mod, that's that's what I'm against. And if you do take it online, which I think I have done once or twice, keep it private. Like another time I I think the last time I ever got on GTA 4 online, I did play uh, with one of my friends who we were in a private lobby, and uh, we had a lot of fun with just all the different things on there. We were warping around, I was driving around with a toilet, and uh, I also spawned a gigantic penis and balls on his character. So, it, it was very fun. <laughs> uh, let me see. So James is saying here, and hey, James, how's it going? Uh, he said that he got recon on Halo 3 with a game save program. Later that day was labeled a cheater on my profile. That's interesting that you were do able to do that with a game save program. I don't know how that worked. I think one of the few games I know that relied on a game save for online play was Gears of War 3, which was not taken very well at all. And I will agree with you on that. I, I believe that COD mods ruined everything. I mean, even... The last time I played COD 4 on the 360, uh, you couldn't even get into a game without uh, without any type of mod. I didn't experience any, you know, uh, instant level 55 or instant, uh, or was it? Yeah, it was 55, or uh, instant prestige lobbies or anything. But, like, you would get into a game and at minimum it would have text flying on the side. Be all like, go to this modding website right here. All that other fun stuff. do 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 so, yeah. And also, I, I, I'll say this. So Cedric is, uh, well, he, he's saying secrets and he's saying them on a live stream here. And I'm not sure if I, I won't repeat them at least. So they're not, you know, on record here. If you have any secrets you want to tell me, let, let me know on Twitter and we can talk about that. Uh, but let's see, you know, aside from that. Oh, I also did have another one on here. That, so there's this one, as I mentioned, this is the save editor that was on I believe it's going to be on Play Asia, or it's going to be somewhere else. But there's also going to be an Exploder one that's coming up, and the Exploder one is twenty five dollars, twenty five cents, and that's on Exploder's website. Uh, so this is one of those things, you know, one of them's already seventy bucks, the other one's going to be twenty five. This is going to be free very soon. I, I guarantee it's going to be free. So we'll see, we'll see. 
uh this is this is oh my god this is a fun one this is a fun one right here so some people have mentioned dev kits and stuff and uh, for anybody that doesn't know a dev kit is a console where you use that to develop games on there whether it be like an xbox 360 dev kit you utilize that to develop your 360 games a ps4 dev kit you use that to develop your playstation 4 games and most of the time they just look like extremely beefy consoles right uh like the 360 ones do i'd say the ps1 the ps2 ones do as well um but like the ps3 if you've ever seen a dev kit it looks like a server it's crazy. It's it's like a 1U rack mount server type thing. It's hilarious to see. It is a monstrosity. Um, and then even the original Xbox dev kits. This is what this is going to be talking about right here. The original Xbox dev kits just look like beefy crystal Xboxes. They looked really awesome. I'd, I'd love to get a hold of one sometime, to be honest, because they look really neat and they're a nice piece to have. Also cool to play around with them and such. Uh, the nice thing is with those as well, too, you can actually play uh you can play several developer only games uh that you can't play on a soft modded xbox one of the main reasons being is that not only they are you know signed for dev consoles but dev consoles are actually much beefier than a original xbox console because you need all that other fun stuff on there so uh mainly the ram upgrade and such but one thing we're going to be talking about right here is I'll show I'll show it on screen. I'll discuss it as well too at the same time, right? So, right here, what you're looking at this is a gutted original Xbox Alpha dev kit. Original Xbox Alpha dev, Alpha dev kit, right? Uh, now, I just mentioned the original Xbox was uh, the, their dev kits looked like you know beefier original Xbox consoles, the retail ones. Uh, these ones, when they didn't know what the hell they were doing, uh, they ended up putting out these, uh, they, they end up sending these alpha kits to developers, which just look like giant computers, right? That That's all they look like. They look like giant computers. They're actually a ATX towers, and they have all the parts in there, and then they have, you know, all their custom software and all that stuff. This isn't abnormal for Microsoft. It's not. On the Xbox 360, before they had official dev kits, uh, they were using Power Mac G5s. Uh, on the Xbox One, they were using these big-ass server-looking things uh, to develop games before they end up creating the Xbox One dev kits, aka the Xbox One, because you can convert a retail system into a dev kit if you so want to. Now, people are saying, wow, right? This looks cool, doesn't it? <laughs> this person, what they did, they posted this on PC Master Race, and people just ended up going nuts because this kid, uh, I'm assuming he's a kid probably in high school or something, he had one of these in his house, right? I guess his dad had bought it from someone at a garage sale and this person had worked at Microsoft and it just sat under their desk for a while. And he took all the parts out and he built a subpar PC in there. Uh, let me see if I can find the specs on this. Let me look up specs if I can. No, I'm looking in the wrong thing here. Uh, Maybe if I, especially, especially, well, I can't find this. All I know is with the specs, I looked at them. It was like an i3 processor and some other stuff that was like, you know, a sub three, $400 PC. Now what ended up happening is people started freaking out on this guy, right? Because there were, there were two people right here. I'm trying to, oh no, I'm trying to look through the, um, what is it? I'm trying to look through this stuff to find, you know, the original things on it. The problem is he also got downvoted heavily. Uh, but what ended up happening was they people freaked out like at first people were just like oh that's really cool and it does look cool don't get me wrong then the other people were saying no 
That's not cool at all. That's not cool what you just did. You ended up destroying a dev kit is what happened. You just He literally destroyed a piece of Xbox history. Um, before people start getting their pitchforks out and everything, I'm going to explain the rest of this, but from what we know, I guess with the history of it, uh, by the time this thing had left Microsoft, it was wiped. Um, the Xbox, the original Xbox Alpha recoveries were wiped off it. It was running Windows 2000. Uh, and then it was sold off to this guy. And it was just, it was a, it was a computer running Windows 2000 is what I'm trying to say. But even so, even so, because of that, even if it was a blank hard drive, this still would have been worth so much more than just having that PC, than using it as a PC case for a $300, $350 gaming PC. If this thing was complete, even if the hard drive was blank, you could have sold this for at least a thousand dollars. So yeah, anybody who's saying like Grim is asking right here, I'm gonna exit out of this here real quick. But uh, Grim is asking right here, for example, you know how much was it? Uh, as I said, you probably could have sold this for about a thousand if it was a complete, like if, if even if it was blank, if it was just a complete kit, because people are also selling, you know, the original. Xbox 360 Power Mac G5 dev kits uh, wiped blank with no recovery on them uh, for a good amount of money as long as they have all the complete parts. I can't find the picture on here, unfortunately. Uh, but people were asking, they were like, what do you do with the hard drive? And he was trying to say that it was, you know, it was blank. And the thing is, too, if, if you hook this up to a computer, we now know it's blank. But if you hook it up to a computer, uh, because of the Xbox file system, it's going to show up as blank. It's going to ask you to format it. On top of that as well, too, when, when he showed the parts, he put all the parts on carpet. Like, he, I, I don't have any carpet I can grab here, unfortunately. But he took all the parts, he put them on carpet, took a picture, and said, Look, guys, all the parts are here. <laughs> he was also saying the value didn't matter to him. It didn't matter. It didn't matter. But the point is, people were saying, as I just said... If he sold this computer blank complete, th this dev kit here blank and complete, he could have gotten much more money and built himself a much nicer PC with a better case. Something that wouldn't have been destroyed and gutted like this right here. But his reasoning for this was he didn't feel like buying a case. And he had this original Xbox Alpha dev kit sitting around his house. <laughs> coming back on this here yeah no uh toxin he's saying yeah almost as bad as the guy who destroyed a dvt4 in order to build a pc i saw that video uh for anybody who doesn't know the dvt4 is the original xbox dev kit and there's a video where this guy ends up he takes one and he completely cuts it guts it open everything and smushes a pc into it this this pc right here this one i'm talking about uh, this original Xbox Alpha dev kit, at least this kid can take out all the parts and put the old ones back in there. It hasn't been completely destroyed. Cedric's also saying, almost as bad as the guy trying to sell a Xbox One dev kit on eBay before the Xbox One release, then got locked up and swatted by Microsoft. Man, there was there was so much behind that, too. Uh, I believe uh, who is uh, Day, that was it, or Super Day, that was his name. Um, yeah, no, it, for anybody that doesn't know, this guy, it wasn't just... It was him and his team. They they ran something called um, Xbox Underground. And uh, it wasn't only that. He actually 
it wasn't limited to just rebuilding a dev kit. Uh, the reason why he did get locked up was because he and his team were actually going in. They were hacking into uh, different game companies, stealing things like he had stolen Gears of War. I don't know if he or I think his accomplices, they stole Gears of War 3 builds before they came out. They stole Gears of War 3 source code. Uh, they also stole, uh, what was it, you know, all, all the stuff for the, uh, allegedly the PS4 stuff uh, from what I saw when I was following the the whole story years ago uh xbox stuff as well too so they were able to rebuild you know an xbox one dev kit uh what else was on there oh they even they actually physically broke into uh, a microsoft place and were able to steal xbox one stuff prior to the release so what are, all this stuff i'm saying not good stuff there was a reason why like they, they didn't just get locked up for playing video games they were doing some real felony illegal shit right here man <laughs> oh man and uh, yeah, this this actually one thing I wanted to mention. Uh, this gentleman Fuego here uh, just said that uh, Wii U dev kit was supposed to be three thousand dollars. That is true. I've I've never truly priced out a Wii U dev kit to be honest. Uh, Nintendo Nintendo Switch dev kit supposedly five hundred. That's excellent, especially due to the fact that uh, you know a Switch a retail Switch is three hundred dollars. It's funny because when this was announced, I saw a lot of people saying, "Oh, I'm going to get a Switch dev kit." You know what? Screw the retail version. I'm going to get the Switch one, and. A lot of people had to calm these guys down because like, hold on, hold on, hold on. First off, if you're getting a dev kit, it's not going to run your games. You're going to buy a game from Walmart. It's not going to run it because those games are retail signed. You need dev signed games. On top of that, you're also going to need to join a developer program. You're probably going to have to sign an NDA uh, and then you get your stuff and you have to, you know, prove you're developing games and all that stuff. Um, but I, I'm definitely extremely open to that. Um, I don't know how, no, PS4 does have, uh, if you're from Sony, they do have their own dev kits. But I know with Xbox One also, for example, you can convert your retail systems to dev kits. You can also get a dev kit straight up from uh, Microsoft. But uh, I do like this approach. It's more economical. It's cheaper from what we're seeing here. And it's just more developer friendly. Nintendo is really doing as much as they can to just pull in people to the Switch. You saw they advertise, they, they've been advertising well. They advertised for it uh, during the Super Bowl. Uh, they've been, uh, apparently John Cena, he's going to be advertising it in the US. Like I'm looking at what Nintendo is doing and I'm like, man, I am, I'm so proud of Nintendo for what they're doing with the Switch right now. Um, and by the way, actually, I, I do have uh, the thing on pre-order and everything, but I also end up pre-ordering uh, Super Bomberman R. Uh, so I have something to play, you know, quickly uh, if I don't feel like, you know, really getting into the Zelda mindset. So the only two games I pre-order right now are Super Bomberman R and Zelda Breath of the Wild. Uh, so I am excited about it. We'll, we'll definitely see. I did a video addressing it too. And honestly, even though the launch is looking weak, really what they should do is they need to focus on having a kick-ass first year and an even better second year in terms of software and support. The launch is not really going to matter because on all my other systems, I really don't care about the launch games at this point. I really don't. Those aren't memorable to me. Okay, Switch Talk. Switch Talk is fun, man. I, I, I do enjoy Switch Talk, I'll say that. But anyways, let's see what else uh, we're talking about here. Maybe since since we got some uh, some PS4 people in here, uh, maybe we, we could address this a little bit. So, you know, there's been at least evidence shown of a 4.05 uh, PS4 hacker modification that's gone around. And uh, let me at least show this on here. This is from uh, wolo.net. It's always fun to say. And this is rumors of a PS4 4.5 hack. Uh, PS4, the, the 4.5 firmware is, uh, what is it? It's in beta right now. I don't have it, and I kind of wish I had it, to be honest. But I don't have it, is what I'm saying. So I can't play around with it. But the rumors of a PS4.5 
hack, PS4 4.5 hack going around. Uh, if this is something that would be attainable, fantastic. Uh, really, the only firmware you could do much on is 1.76 right now. Uh, 3.55, it's been rumored that there's stuff available there. There's, It's been rumored that there's things available up to 4.05, and now 4.5 is another rumor. However, uh, before people get really excited, I actually highly encourage people to go and check out this article and read it. Uh, because what Lolo does is he breaks us down and he essentially says, this is true, there could be a hack available, but it's a bit iffy. There's there's not enough evidence so far. First off, we really haven't seen any evidence aside from this gentleman, Racer0018, saying we have a PS4.5 uh, PS4 hack available. Uh, there's also some other things as well too, where man, my my neighbors are my neighbors jump all the time. Dude, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Anyways, uh, no, so there's that. Uh, he really hasn't shown any type of um, thanks for that, James. He hasn't shown any type of uh, evidence here aside from just saying uh they're just saying you know they they are also trying to openly invite people and say hey if you have a ps4 uh and it's on beta firmware 4.5 can you run some tests for us uh he's also saying that normally these modding and hacking groups don't really rip everything open uh so this is also another thing and then he's even saying in there you know for anybody that helps them out uh you'll get access to a private server that has you know upcoming things for the wii u the ps4 the xbox one um really it's one of those things that also this gentleman apparently and the site he was affiliated with haven't been the best in terms of not quality but in terms of you know just a historical track record of things of being reliable uh so he was saying you know wolo was saying here yeah, it's true. This hack could be there. There could be something, but just question it. We don't have any evidence yet, is the thing. So, <laughs> yeah. And let, let me, you know what? Because uh, Grimdo's excited. I'll even mention this because we're talking about all the PS4 stuff here. Uh, this has actually been covered, actually. I, I think in a a previous episode of mod chat we did show uh, no we showed real-time modding that's it it wasn't a mod menu we showed real-time modding uh being done on grand theft auto 5 uh for the playstation 4 on firmware 1.76 uh there's a gentleman named uh, too much for you that's number two and number four uh there's yeah people there's a guy named too much for you and he actually ended up releasing a basic grand theft auto 5 mod menu it only works on firmware 1.76. You have to run the exploits on the console to get it to work. And it only works on the base version. So Grand Theft Auto 5 1.0, no patches on it. Um, it's more than a proof of concept. Uh, like it's an actual working mod menu. And from what I've seen, it works well. Uh, but it's not super extensive. And it just it's kind of put out there. It's like, hey, this is possible on the PS4. On 1.76, we got it. But what's the stipulation? You got to have a PS4 on firmware 1.76. And this doesn't work on any of the other updates of Grand Theft Auto V. Uh, but it's definitely awesome that this is available there. I'm not knocking that at all. And yeah. So, yeah, uh, Cedric is saying right here, you know, in regards to that uh, 4.5 uh, alleged hack right there, that uh, he's questioning it. He doesn't see any proof yet. That's exactly what we talked about. So with these things, it's definitely good to, unless it's coming from a truly reliable source, uh, it's always good to question them as well, too. So, yeah, all that fun stuff. <laughs> now, this is something that has been interesting to me, right? Uh, just the evolution of I I want one of these, man. I, I want one so bad. 
the the Nez Classic. Oh, oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. We got Daniel on here. We got Daniel. Hello? Hey, hey, hold on. Do you mind if I put you on speaker? Okay, I, I'll put... Wait, are you, are you cool talking to the stream? Okay, hold on, hold on. Guys, guys, Daniel's joining in remotely. All right. Hey, what's up, Daniel? Dude, I just woke up. <laughs> I got I got home from changing my dad's oil at like three thirty, and I was freaking exhausted. I didn't sleep last night. And I was like, "Oh, I'll just set my alarm for four thirty, and uh, you know, I'll be I'll be good. I'll be refreshed for the stream." Four thirty year olds are on. I must have hit news, dude, and I freaking woke up right now. And, and I saw it thirty six o'clock. No, oh my god. So. Um, so, so yeah, no, what, what we're doing right now is uh, we have, uh, I, I started, I delayed the stream a little bit. I started it. We're not done with the episode. We still got plenty of time. So if you want to, you can hop on like right now. Okay. Um, I'm going to take a leak and I'll be on. Okay. 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 You want to shoot me link through like a... Uh, Twitter. Uh, if you check your Twitter DMs, the Hangouts link is on there. Beautiful. See you okay. Later. later. All right. Bye. All right, guys. We got Daniel. We got Daniel on the line. We're we're good. We're good. So I think we'll be okay on that at least. <laughs> oh man. Okay. I, I'm I'm happy we at least got him. And I'm also looking at uh yeah. It looks like I was able to you know cover up the screen on there. So I'm just uh, looking at the preview on that. So you know what? Maybe this would be a good time for a break. I, I want to interact with you all while Daniel while we wait for Daniel Daniel to join in. Uh, let, let's see how you all are doing. I see we have a good amount of people here. There's 24 people watching. There's, uh, you know, thank you for the support on this as well, too. There's people, you know, in the comments section here. Uh, let's see. Let's see what I've been missing. There's more people joining. Hey, how's everyone doing? Everyone that's joining in, all that fun stuff. Uh, Executioner, how you doing? Uh, PSPVN, aka uh, XCDK, how you doing, man? Uh, Spoofe, I, I haven't run into you before. But uh, how do you guys feel about Linux running on the PS4? I think it's great. I think it's awesome. Uh, should I mod my Xbox 360 or wait for an exploit for PS4? Uh, I, I don't know why that's an or thing for you, man. Uh, personally, I would mod my Xbox 360. I have a closet full <laughs> have a closet full of modded Xbox 360s with uh, all sorts of different things. But point is on there, um, I think for fun, you know, I'd, I'd recommend it at least. If you're really iffy on it, maybe when like they completely cut 360 support, I don't know. A lot of people are saying, they're just like, oh yeah, I'm not going to touch my 360. I'm not going to do any mods to it uh, until, um, was it until this is available and stuff. Um, mm, but yeah, no, I've, I mean, I've had a mod of 360s for years. I enjoy them. Some people I know are holding off for the PS4 stuff. Uh, I have two PS4s and I both have them fully updated. My logic is whenever a hack does come out, uh, a more major one, uh, I'll buy another PS4 for that. Fun fact, though, I, I almost bought a 1.76 PS4. I'm confident my friend had one. Uh, but the reason why I didn't get it is because I asked him recently and he found out that as of kind of recently, his girlfriend actually got to it before him and unboxed it and updated it. <laughs> so I don't feel like paying four or 500 bucks for uh 1.76 PS4, to be honest. And, uh, drawn mo tester. Hey, what's up, man? How you doing? Let me see. I'm also going to, uh, mod some guys you know what speaking of mods executioner you're a mod as well too where's uh where's grim at grim you've been awesome you're a mod as well fantastic there we go and yeah 
Hey, Ubel, I believe that's how it is. Hey, how, how's it going? Linux on PS4 is pretty dope, I agree. PSP is the best hacking system. Y yeah, I, I would agree. It depends on what you say is the best. It's my favorite, at least. My favorite system. It, it definitely got me, you know, knee-deep into all this stuff right here. Let's see. Yeah, someone's, uh, let's see, uh, Spooface saying uh, he has a 3.5 PS4, just waiting there. And uh, Cedric, after the stream, uh, I'll check the Twitter. Uh, but thank you very much. Uh, Zapdad is saying, well, he's asking uh, best way to mod a Xbox 360. Uh, it depends what you want to do. If you just want to burn games, pop them in, play them, but you want to have an actual stock kernel, you want to take it on Xbox Live and all that stuff, uh, flashing the drive is a good way to go. If you want to play games off an external drive, if you want to run emulators, if you want to run third-party code, uh, change up the NANDs, do all these other things, uh, depends. Mo most time, a reset glitch hack of some kind will be fine. Uh, let me also check and see where Daniel's at. I haven't gotten anything else from him on here. <laughs> but um, no, a uh, most of the time, a reset glitch hack will be fine depending on your system. Then just depends on the glitch chip you want and everything. And then you solder that in, you install all the stuff, and you're uh, you're good to go after that. Hey, Mario. Oh, hey, man. How's it going? <laughs> Just, just the worst, the worst stream partner ever, dude. I wish I had like a, a hat that was an ass for like so I could be a, <laughs> you know, an ass hat on. <laughs> I, I can't believe it, dude. Honestly, I feel I'm sorry. I, I'm here now. I know you started and you've been doing your thing, but yeah. I'm, Don't apologize I, to me. Apologize to all the people who had to listen to me for the past forty-five minutes. Sorry, everybody. Yeah, I typical typical me move, <laughs> but yeah, I just I got home after I helped my dad with his car, and I was like, oh, just an hour nap sounds good. And then I think it was to, it's been three hours, rough, roughly. So Dev, like I almost called you Devin. I was because I was for some reason I was thinking of my friend Devin. No, no insult to him, but uh, no, Daniel, you can't you can't take naps before the podcast. I know. I do. I just was like I was in such a cranky mood that I knew if I didn't take a nap, it would have been bad but it probably wouldn't have been as bad as me like right now i got like a bird yeah, i drank a and... kickstart before the podcast man i was feeling kind of tired and then i took a kickstart I, I drank a kickstart and i'm like okay i'm feeling podcast ready because also i was like oh wait now i have to do the work of two people wait what's the kickstart the mountain dew energy drink yeah yeah Are they any good i've never had one they're pretty good they're they're delicious they're low in calories and you know they just give you that little boost that you need so. I, I might i might keep a pack of like red bull or something like that for for stream days so that that that'd be a good thing. That'd be a good yeah, thing. That might be my thing. So did you already go through everything you really No, were? no, I haven't. If you look at that document that I've sent to you, you know, we were actually just about to talk about the uh, the Nez Classic stuff. Oh, cool. Okay, let me it's right here. Yeah. Right, head is in the game. Okay. Yo, yo, and Cedric's right. You need to buy me a kebab, man. A kebab? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Wait, wait, why? Did, are you guys talking about kebab? No, 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 he's just saying it probably because I'm Arab. <laughs> <laughs> in, in defense to you the kebabs are absolutely delicious so. oh they are amazing <laughs> like, hey i'm gonna take a free kebab yeah dude it doesn't matter there's actually a place called fufu's right by the house that sells really killer kebabs so i, I got you here in town okay i got you okay all right all right so everybody welcome daniel back to the podcast it's thank you thank you thank you thank you <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I say I, I'll take this last comment and then let's go ahead and get back into the topics here but while you were between you calling in and coming back in we decided to take a break so I just had some user interaction here 
Okay, sounds good. Yeah, yeah. But uh, let's see. The last thing before we go on the other topics, Razor's asking, how long after the Switch is released do you think they will drop support for some of the other stuff like Wii U and 3DS? Wii U, I think, is going to be within six months, guaranteed. Like, well, not, not okay. Six, six months, they're going to be cutting stuff, and then probably within a year or two, uh, they're going to cut online for the Wii U. The 3DS, I think they're going to wean that off more because that's still selling pretty well. But the problem is with that is that now they ha they're going to have a really well-selling portable console and a really well-selling handheld console, and people are going to get confused. You, you think that within six months to a year, they're going to completely cut off the online for the Wii U that quick? Yeah, I mean, I've seen it on one one game, for example, uh, Devil's Third. Uh -huh. uh, that game, it was completely shunned by Nintendo. Like, it released in Japan, it released in uh, Europe. It was reluctantly released in the U.S. because the game was so bad that Nintendo was ashamed of it. And within a year, they cut online support for it. Like, you can't play multiplayer on it. Damn. I, I thought that they'd at least keep it and try to dump them like all the leftover stock for you know christmas of this year or something like that that's what i was thinking too but now people are saying so even a uh, pro gamer here is saying that they did they did dump it they're saying that well at least okay zelda is going to be the last first party title for the wii u which essentially is kind of like the swan song on there yeah. um but no, when it comes down to it, it's like people have been, because the Wii U's been discontinued, people are saying, oh, hey, let me pick up a Wii U now. And for some reason, it's really hard to find Wii U's at stores. Like, people are having difficulty finding them in stock. That's shitty. It'd be cool if they somehow had a, uh, I doubt they will, but like a trade-up program. I mean, GameStop will probably have something, but people that have the Wii U, they don't really use the Wii U that want the Switch, if they somehow, like helped you get it but I, I doubt they'll do that at least not through nintendo directly because mm -hmm. i know that xbox was doing something like that for a while with the uh, xbox one my uh my brother went to the microsoft store and they gave him a couple hundred bucks for his 360 on like towards an xbox one i, I th that's because also they were wanting to i mean they, they're wanting people to upgrade and all that stuff but also i mean like especially with the xbox one they kind of had to do that because of such the bad like because of the horrible rap it was getting yeah yeah, it's true. At the beginning, it was terrible. I mean, oh yeah, no, it was oh, really bad. Oh, God, amazing that they've been able to turn it around so well. But even so, some of the some of the decisions they have now are questionable. But it's at least much better than the twenty four hour suicide watch thing they had. So, yeah, yeah. At least the system now is just kind of like, I mean, a system. I, I there's still a lot of people that play it. I know personally a couple people that are like, yeah, I love my Xbox One, but I don't get it. But that's self. I don't even, I'll be straight up with everyone, I don't even like the Xbox One that much. I just don't yeah. like it all that much. It, it it sits here, it takes up space on my desk. I, I don't, I like, I, I occasionally use it. Like, I use it more for Netflix at this point because it's it's honestly my best Netflix machine that I have. Uh, but aside from that, I really don't, like, the, the games that are third-party on there, they play inferior compared to other systems. And then on top of that, the first-party games, there hasn't been too much that I've really wanted to play. And then... Even some, like, the only game I kind of want to play right now, which I haven't even gotten, is Halo Wars 2. And I'm going to get that on PC because I don't want to play an RTS with a controller. I didn't know it was PC and console. Hmm? I didn't know it was coming out on PC and console. Yeah, yeah, no, Halo Wars 2 is coming out on both because most party, most games are going to come out on both systems now. Now they have Microsoft exclusives, no longer console exclusives. Um, but then also the big thing is, which this is a big deal for me, I liked the first Halo Wars, but I didn't finish it because I didn't want to play it with a controller. They actually did Halo Wars Remastered, and you can get it on PC. So now I can play both Halo Wars games with a keyboard and mouse. So there's no reason to get it on... I mean, unless you don't have PC, but if you have PC as well, then, like you said, for real-time strategy games, you definitely... 
I would say it's much easier to play with a mouse and keyboard than a oh, controller. Absolutely. Plus, it feels way more natural, I would imagine. It probably feels pretty funky playing it with a controller. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, I don't know. Here, it's pretty much just the uh, uh, YouTube and Twitch streaming device. That's, like, what it is. But that's kind of sad that you'd spend that much on something just to watch. Uh, you know, there's, there's a lot of better options for streaming, basically, if that's all you're going to do with it. Exactly. But, yeah, that's primarily what it is here, really. So, <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Anyways, do you want to uh, you, you want to take this topic here, the uh, the NES Classic? The, yeah. Um, so from what I saw, guy I look like on Instagram that is able to run. He runs Super Mario sixty four off of his NES Classic, and I don't know if there's. Uh, do you know? Have you seen a guide or documentation on how to get them going? Actually, yeah. Uh, so Hack Chi. 2.12 just came out, and now it integrates uh, RetroArch into the system. So now any consoles that you can play on RetroArch, you can play on the NES Classic. Are they good? Depends on some. It's kind of iffy on others. But the point is now, you had this, this little box from Nintendo that had 30 Nintendo games on it for 60 bucks, and now it's a pretty nice emulation machine that looks like a little mini Nintendo. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. I, I was very shocked that, I mean, I didn't watch that much of the Super Mario 64 and it wasn't that much of a video, but it didn't look super choppy to me um, when he booted it up, at least. Mm -hmm. the, the thing is, too, with N64 emulation is, is that it's very cherry-picky when it comes to games. Uh, the way they designed N64 emulation, uh, for anyone that doesn't know, is that they didn't try to just emulate the system straight up because it's a kind of not horrible architecture, but very complex architecture. So what they did is they said, okay, let's get Super Mario 64 working really well. Great. Now let's get Zelda working really well. Great. Now let's get Conquer working really well. Okay, this works fine. They focus on specific games, but they don't focus on the console as a whole. So that's why you have some games like Super Mario 64 that work nearly perfectly in most emulators. And then you have other games that are pretty simple on N64 that crash, you know, at the first loading screen. Um, is there a USB port on the NES Mini? I'm pretty sure there has. Like, I I don't know if the top. Uh, hopefully, someone here can answer. Uh, I don't know if the top of my head. Again, I don't I don't own a damn NES Mini, so I can't yeah. just pick it up and see right here. Yeah, because I'm just in my head. It'd be so cool if they were able to somehow uh, make it where you can hook up an external hard drive to it, man. Uh, I'm quite sure that there, I mean, there has to be a way. So uh, I, I'm pretty sure it's on there because, okay, people are saying yes, but they have to uh, flash, uh, you know, they have to dump the firmware and then, you know, modify it, flash it back over. Uh, yeah. But I don't think they've set up external storage for it yet. Just because I'm thinking, I mean, before it wasn't as big of a deal with just the NES ROMs, but since the N64 a little more beefy, if they can incorporate that, then that's bad. That's really badass. Oh, yeah. You know, but... That's that's crazy. I'm I'm actually I'm, I was shocked in my head that the hardware that they used was even capable of running the N64 stuff. And then I think it comes back to I think we might have talked about it on the stream basically that maybe that hardware was the cheapest they can go with essentially for what they needed. Exactly. Like you they know? didn't specifically order something that was like 32 megabytes or whatever. They just got you yeah. know whatever made sense generic stuff because i mean if you think about it the raspberry pi someone mentioned it um that it's capable of running in 64 and granted um yeah it's kind of shitty though like not not the raspberry yeah. pi i'm just saying like the, the n64 emulation is kind of shit on there unfortunately well i did see quite a few people that were overclocking their pies and it was able to run it a lot smoother for n64 games mm -hmm. and to overclock it all they needed was basically a larger heatsink 
Yeah, no, that makes sense. So I've I've seen that as well too. It just it, it's unfortunate that I was hoping it could run it a bit better. Um, people have said they've had very good success with the PS One on the Raspberry Pi Three model B. Yeah, I haven't tried. Well, you've because you tried Pi Three, right? That's what you were Pi Three model using. B. Yeah. Yep. Okay, that's the latest, at least in terms of the CPU power and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Hmm. It'd be cool. I'm hoping. I'm I'm sure that in 2017. 2070- they're going to have some kind of an upgrade to the Raspberry Pi. I would like a model that's just like, I'd be willing to pay an extra 10, 15 bucks for an upgraded CPU. You know, I get, I get that their goal is to keep it as low as possible, and that's kind of like the the $30 price range is kind of where it's been at. But honestly, for those people that do want something that's a little bit beefier, that can maybe run things a little better, um, I'm sure a lot of people would be willing to pay an extra 10, 15 bucks to get that extra clock speed. I, I think within the next year, uh, we're going to see Raspberry Pi 4 that's definitely going to have all those upgrades that we're wanting, and then like emulation just going to go up a notch right there for RetroPie and other things. Yeah, because it's really come a long way, though. Like If you look at the first Raspberry Pi to the third one, I mean, the fact that they integrated Bluetooth is really nice and um, you know Wi-Fi built in and stuff like that. So it's, it's definitely come up a lot. I think that the RAM's doubled at least since the initial one. Yeah, like I have not the original, but I have a Raspberry Pi Model B right here. And this thing, I mean, I barely even use. Like it's 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 okay. But like, for example, the Raspberry Pi Zero is on par with this. This was a $35 board. The Pi Zero is five bucks. Got you. Oh, there's you're saying the Raspberry Pi is on par with which what's that one? Uh the 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 original one is on pi on par or uh, maybe even a little less than the zero. Got you. Yeah, I, I was very interested in getting my hands on a zero actually for a couple of just fun projects. Um, I wanted to work on because there's Adafruit has a really cool, um, it's like a portable retro console that runs um, uh, RetroPie. Um, but it was really hard to get your hands on one for, for a very long time. They were sold out, and I think it's still limited to just one per customer through uh, Adafruit's website. So, do you know what it's called? What? Uh, the the device that you're talking about, do you know? Yeah, what yeah, yeah. It's called the uh, Pi. I think it's called Pi Girl Zero. Pi Girl Zero wasn't that? Isn't that just the like the Raspberry Pi that you take? Well, the Pi Zero that you take, and then you end up putting it into like a makeshift uh, Game Boy. Yeah, it's like an emulation. Watch, um, this is it, right? I got a picture of it at least for you. Um, kind of a shitty picture though. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it's basically, it uses a combination of the uh, Pi Zero with a, I think it's just like a 2.5 inch uh, LCD screen, um, and the rest of it's like 3D printed, and the buttons are 3D printed in uh, flexible filament, and then the shell's 3D printed in regular plastic, but it's really clean looking, and um, what did I post it, just linking in the chat maybe? Uh yeah, I guess you could put it in the uh, the chat, or you could even you could you could screen share it if you want to, and I could just make your screen the uh, the main thing. Oh yeah, I'll do that real quick. Okay. Uh, um... And by the way, for uh, for other people who are saying that it's like it might be better to get a uh, Raspberry Pi or something uh, as opposed to a NES Classic, uh, I, I could understand that. However, it's just having that aesthetic of you know the NES Classic and just the idea of being able to do that is really awesome. So uh, I'm one of those people. I I'd rather just have both. I guess. Uh, one second, I had a fruit. I want to look if I can see the. Oh, um... It's all good. I, I saw that picture that you posted up right there. I've I've seen things similar to that before, except people have kind of just popped them into um, makeshift, you right. know, Game, Game Boys, Boys. yeah, Game Boy Advance systems. 
I mean, there's a cool, there's a cool factor in that for sure because you're like hacking up even more. But this looks very clean, and they even sell like um, I'll show it on stream. Actually, is it is it on mine or no? Not yet. Yeah, it's on. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because they even sell like um, so basically behind the I guess that it's D pad essentially, and the buttons right here. Um, they sell this little PCB right here, and so you literally install like they're called like tactile switches, and mm -hmm. um, they sit very nicely behind this on little, uh, there's like little standoffs inside here that basically you mount this to one on both sides. And it's just really, really clean, um, clean looking. If you want to make something, I guess, that's got a little bit more of a, um, I guess, community behind it, essentially. I don't, yeah. I don't know, like, I mean, again, this is more like Adafruit is, they're in the, business of making money so it's definitely a commercial thing and they you know give you all the tools for it but it is still open source they give you all the files people have made upgrades and modifications to it over on thingiverse and stuff like that so it, it's a pretty sweet little you know portable thing on the go and again it's it's um i mean you could probably build one for roughly 80 90 bucks which yeah, to I was, is I was not gonna ask how much that would be yeah i would say well maybe I'm thinking five dollars for the Pi Zero. The plastic, if you if you have a 3D printer, the plastic and stuff's not that expensive, but you do need flexible ones. But I mean, material-wise, we're talking three, two bucks, two bucks in plastic maybe. Um, then you need these two, of these for two fifty, you're up to fifteen bucks. The lithium battery, you're up to. I mean, you, the screen is probably the most expensive thing. The TFT um, touchscreen. Um, that screen is probably. I think they have a little thing right here. Maybe fifty bucks, man. Like, here's, let me see. Here's a screen right here, actually. Yeah, twenty five bucks for the screen. So maybe, right. a little, yeah, I don't know. All in all, maybe like seventy bucks. You really don't need a Wi-Fi. Oh yeah, you do need a Wi-Fi adapter. So yeah, I, I haven't done the you know the whole build material. It's or you know build log, but it's it's right here, and it's really not that intense. Tactile switches are dirt nothing. You can get a you know two thousand milliamp battery pretty much anywhere. Um, Someone's so, uh, asking about this, but uh, the Game Boy Zero, um, have you have you looked into that at all? Somebody's saying uh, to look into the Game Boy Zero uh, as opposed to the Pi Girl Zero. Um, so, I mean, there's a Pi, there's another Pi Girl Zero. It's the original one, but let me see what the Game Boy Zero uh, pseudo mod Raspberry. uh gba zero build this is i think this is what i was thinking of when i had seen these before huh so they just basically hack it wow this yeah, looks they, they, they looks relatively clean i mean that's a yeah. fucking nightmare dude i yeah yeah no that that's daunting man but i yeah. mean it looks so cool to do yeah from the outside it's really really clean but i'm just seeing like See, this is this is what gets me excited so they use it looks like factory like the factory boards they just wired up uh, mm -hmm. And then I'm I'm sure they definitely replaced. Well, I mean, because it was uh, LCD backlit, they replaced the screen on there. And then they have because I could see they had the custom screen, but they used the um, the factory boards at least for the buttons and all that stuff. Uh, then the Pi is in there. The battery they end up adding in. And then I'm not sure what those other two boards are. Wait, which ones? Uh the 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 ones on the side with one? the Pi built in. Oh oh, these guys. Yeah, I don't know what those are. Um, one of these one of these boards is a charging board um, to charge the lithium ion battery. Okay. I don't know which one. Maybe that one on the back side. I can't really tell, but you've got to have one that you know you plug the USB into, and then perhaps the other one is. I don't know because that's the, the driver board for the display. Yeah, I don't know. It's I mean, 
again, they did a really like when you look at the outside of it, you're like, wow, that looks really clean. And then I mean, they've got a little slot for the bike SD card, which is also really cool. Oh, looks- oh my god, yes, they do. Okay, because I was about to ask about that. That's so cool. Yeah, and it looks like they filled the. Oh no, I can't tell if the cartridge slot's still there or if they filled it. It kind of looks like they filled it, right? It looks. Yeah, I think that's gone. That looks like a custom back. Okay. I got the sticker yeah, on, but the inside, man. The inside looks super. Like I, I bet you fitting this together, like actually fitting it, is such a bitch. Like to make sure that the cables are, you know. When I when I done uh, a modification where it was a uh, Sega Nomad where I replaced the screen on there with the LCD one, that was kind of a bitch to like squeeze in and put back together. But oh man, it looks beautiful. I didn't. Did you make a video on that? I did. Yeah, I, I didn't do a tutorial, but I made a video at least showcasing the modification and everything. Here's also just real quick since we're on this for two more seconds. There's um. Okay. Oh wait, I looked at the wrong one. It's not Pi Girl Zero. It's just regular Pi Girl. The regular Pi Girl uses the full size. Uh, I guess it's a two. Um, it uses the full size Raspberry Pi three. Oh, and it's okay, a little okay. more looking like the Game Boy. I would rather have so, that. Yeah, oh, no, I, I would too for sure. The only reason why I was looking at the other one is because it uses the Pi Zero, which is a lot cheaper. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, a lot cheaper. It's thirty dollars cheaper, which I guess if you look in the grand scheme of it, that's kind of a huge difference. Um, Yo, but I, recently, I actually, I think that within the past year, I ended up buying, uh, what was it? Uh, I bought like a, a, a four or five Raspberry Pi Zeros because my uh, local store is selling them for a dollar. What? Yeah. Why are these, dude, you can sell them <laughs> on eBay? Sell them for $4 so I undercut all the competition. No. no I, I think I... I have two of them and then I gave some others to friends because it's, you know, just a dollar. But it's funny because now all of a sudden when I get emails, it's just like, hey, Pi Zero on sale. And I'm like, oh, wait a minute, $5. I'm like, God damn it. You Because I bet they clearance them down to $1 because nobody was buying them and they saw people actually wanted them. So now they're never going to sell them for a dollar again. Yeah, that's... Wait, did it turn off my screen share or no? I can't really it tell. It turn off your screen share. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, don't worry. Really... Poor now, it's cool. All right, cool. I'm just like here. Yeah, like, turn on screen share. My shirt's off. I'm like, screen share off. No, um, there, because on eBay, since uh, again, uh, it might have lifted since, but I mean, just a month or so ago, they had it limited to just basically one purchase per customer uh, everywhere. Like, I mean, pretty much everywhere I saw that was where it was at. And on eBay, there was people selling them in bundles of like three or four, and they would charge like, 10 bucks a pop or something like that and they were they're selling like crazy dude like uh, for selling the pi zeros for the pi zeros okay okay gotcha yeah yeah i know if uh, i had them for a, a dollar dude i would have bought every single one and just scaled them up and i had to keep going back in though because it was only one per uh per household oh it was yeah, yeah. Okay. So that's why there were some times like, yeah, I've done that with other things as well, too. And actually what I've done is like I'll do an order online and pick it up at store and I'll buy that and then I'll buy another one while I'm at the store. Nice. <laughs> so nice. I get two in one go because um, recently the uh, the Pi, uh, the Pi 3 Model B was on sale for 30 as opposed to 35. So I end up picking up a few of them that way. What do you have locally that sells stuff like that, dude? A uh, micro center. Oh, got you. Yeah, okay. That's a place I go to. It's, it's close enough where I, I can justify going there. Yeah, I've actually this one out. Oh, when I say out here, it's about it's about a forty five minute drive. I've only been there like once, but I've been. I need to go there because I have Fry's Electronics that's a little bit closer. Do you have Fry's out there? No, I want Fry's. I've never been to a Fry's. You tell me to go to Fry's. Other people tell me to go to Fry's. Johnny told me to go to Fry's. I don't have a fucking Fry's here. 
Yeah, dude, Fries is like a, it's pretty much like Legoland, but for nerds, dude, it's just got like aisles of cases and motherboard galore. It's beautiful. I, I used to go there and just look Doesn't around. Fries have a different theme as well, too, for the store. Um, I know that the one, the one that I go to that's in Anaheim is definitely really spaceshipy themed. And okay. the other one that I have in uh, City of Industry I feel like it's kind of almost, uh, it's got a lot of gears. Like it feels more steampunky than uh, the other one. I don't really know. I've never really paid attention. They're very dramatic stores though. Like they are very like, like literally the one you walk into has like a uh, whole uh, uh, front cockpit of a spaceship and it's got all the screen set up. Like uh, if you were doing some kind of uh, simulator essentially inside of the cockpit of the spaceship. You said that was in Anaheim? Yeah, that was I, an I think my uh, my good friend David, I think he went to that one because he told me about a fries that he went to when he was in California that was spaceship themed. It's probably that one then, because uh, there's like a little astronaut dude, and then the, yeah, the one that's in City of Industry, I I haven't been there in quite a long time, but from what I remember, it's got a lot of like just big giant gears on the outside and stuff, and kind of just it reminds me of like steampunk essentially. That's cool. It is really cool, dude, and and um, they've got a like. If I want to see something computer related and test it out in person, um, or if I need something like right away, that's pretty much my go-to. Like I'll get sometimes cases there because you could find like clearance cases from last gen or something like that for for like I think the one I got right here was from there and it was like thirty-five dollars. So it, it's really cool, dude. Even if you just go there to look around for anyone that's kind of like geeky or into tech or stuff like that, it's definitely a it's a pretty cool store. If you're ever out this way. Definitely put that on your little stop list. Or something I, like I, I need to go there. Uh, I know if the Micro Center, it's just they, they have like an old school, like 80s tech aesthetic. And they have like, you know, the typical like, you know, uh, black, black shirt, white. Well, no, uh, black uh, slacks, white button up, long sleeve shirt with a tie thing going on. Um, like geek Squad, it sounds like. Yeah, yeah. No, they definitely have that geeky thing. It's funny because when I uh, when I went there uh, one time with a friend, she's like, oh, Danny, you know, you should work here. I was like, I don't I don't want to wear that. Like, and she's like, oh, well, it can't be worse than what you wear at work. I'm like, no, for, for anyone that doesn't know, I'm like, no, this is like the stuff I wear to work. Like my work clothes are very relaxed. I'm like, no, I would have to upgrade my dress style if I have to, if I work at Micro Center. I don't want to do that. I'm very comfortable wearing whatever the hell I want to. Yeah, that's actually, uh, uh, I applied at Geek Squad at one time. And um, when I was with one of my girlfriends, she had a family member that worked at Best Buy that said that they're always hiring Geek Squad and that she can put in a word for me. But I don't like one, their slug bugs that they have to drive around, or two, <laughs> their little outfits, man. They're just so geeky. Like, why? I get that they're just trying to basically create an image, and like, they're definitely um, noticeable. Like, when you see them, people are like, oh, I remember when the Geek Squad first came out, it was like, oh, look, there's a Geek Squad people or whatever. But it's just like, it's so lame, dude. Mm -hmm. You know? I, I mean, shame. Like, I kind of feel ashamed, like, saying that, but no, nah, it's so fucking lame, dude. <laughs> I don't like what's policies or Best Buy's policies or whatever. So. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't, I don't care for them as a company. So, yeah. But yep. Anyways, uh, next topic. Yeah, dude. All right, I'll um, I can I can scoop this one up here if you don't mind. So, uh, Daniel, are are you aware of the uh, the virtual console that Nintendo's had on several systems? As in, like, how they have it on 3DS and stuff like that, too? Yeah, yeah, where you could go and you can, you know, go onto the eShop and you can download all these fun old Nintendo and sometimes Super Nintendo and N64 games and all that stuff. Yeah, I actually did, uh, I downloaded an NES game on my 3DS when I first bought it. I don't remember which one, but yeah, uh, I, in a sense, I'm familiar with it. You basically are just paying for, um, 
retro games, you know, like to be able to, I mean, I guess emulate or yeah, right, yeah. essentially, yeah, it's an emulator on the system. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. So what ended up happening is somebody ended up they they got the Wii, the original Wii Virtual Console version of Super Mario Bros. Um, you know, everyone knows about this game. Everyone knows about the original Nintendo, all that fun stuff. And uh, somebody ended up ripping this game apart, and they saw that this is actually the the version that you go and you purchase legally through the Wii Virtual Console Marketplace is actually a pirated version of the ROM that's been circulating on the internet for years. Here's my question. Because I, I did, I mean, I, like I said, I looked through all the topics and stuff like that, and when it comes to that, how, I, I saw, like, basically that they took, someone basically took and, like, decrypted, essentially, or, you know, broke up the file that was, uh, the one that you could download from the store, um, along with the pirated version. But my thing is, if the pirated version was like a pirate of the actual game, then how, like what deciphers that it's a pirate versus like the game. I mean, I get that. That That's my thing is I'm just, I don't understand like how you can tell when, a lot, I mean, I thought as far as I knew that the emulators or the ROMs were actual dumps of the true game. So wouldn't that be the true game? The, it is the true game. However, uh, it's also, there's, so there's some games where this is also a whole other thing I can get into. Um, but the person who's making, for example, the Higgin or Higgin, Higgin, H-I-G-E-N, that's how you spell it, uh, the emulator for Super Nintendo, I believe, uh, they're actually doing a whole preservation project where they're dumping the hashes for all the Super Nintendo games they can because a lot of them were not dumped properly. And that's actually quite common with these ROM dumps. Uh, they might play fine, but they might not have been dumped properly and something might have been changed in the code. Um, and also the way they found out to answer your question is uh, the header data. Uh, the One of the first people who ended up creating a ROM dumper and dumped the ROM, put this online, uh, he ended up, you know, he had his own header file and everything that he put into the ROM itself. And they, the people were able to find the ROM that had this custom header in it that was not available. It, it was added in after the dump. It was not in the original cartridge dump. And they compared it to the version that was decrypted from the Wii's virtual shop, and it was the same header. Wow. Yeah, so this dumper, the way it did that is it injected that header in. And the likelihood, let, let's say it did happen, right? The likelihood of Nintendo getting one of their cartridges, getting the same type of dumper, which I don't even know why they would need to do that why, then when they have their own, but they get their dumper and they dump it using the exact same method. It, it's very minuscule that that would happen. Got you. So essentially Nintendo was just very lazy with their... Uh like attempt to sell this to us you know absolutely yeah That's no, all because, it is. like let's just find like it's already out there why don't we just use this <laughs> because let's be honest how much easier would it be to if you're like let's say an intern at nintendo and you're assigned this how much easier is it to go to google and look up super mario bros nes rom and download it there and package <laughs> it into a vc package as opposed to going through all of the internal company methods of going in and getting the permission and then obtaining a rom file of the game and packaging it in it's easier and it's faster to do it this way i feel like uh 
he really wanted to go out for some drinks or something that night and was like, man, like, I want to meet you guys at the bar, but I got this dumb project. And then his buddy was like, dude, just download it, man. Like, like, come on, dude. And he, and then, and he's like, I don't know, dude. And he's or like, it's like, on, I, I, I can't, yo, 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 boy, yo, my boy, I'm gonna hook you up. Right. Okay. I, my, I got this SD card at home that has the complete us American ROM sets of, uh, of the NES games. I'm going to bring it over. You just copy the file. You spend five minutes recompiling it and we go out for drinks. That's insane, dude. Well, uh, I had a question. I'm pretty sure I I should have answered this, but when it comes to the NES titles, um, they, do they still own most of the rights to a lot of the titles, or not really? Uh, I mean, their first party titles, they definitely would. Uh, I'm not sure about. I mean, the the third party ones that'd be up to those companies. Yeah. I don't believe Nintendo had a monopoly on the fact that they had to own all the third party stuff as well, too. But like Super Mario Bros, yeah, they definitely have the right for that. Okay, because yeah, I was gonna say there's definitely a, a lot of like the NES was known to be one of those consoles where it just it was really easy to bypass their you know lockout chip. So um, there's so many third party games for it. There's some really terrible ones, but I I remember I liked watching um, like top third party NES titles and stuff like that or whatever. Basically, ones that are made like they have those. There's like a whole series of like those like biblical games that was released. Uh, you know, they're like, they're like usually they're, I think they're colored carts. I, have a, I had a couple of them when I was collecting for the NES, but um, yeah, the NES is a fun system, dude. It is. Do, do you actually know how that, uh, that uh, not anti-piracy, but do you know how that uh, that bypass worked on those biblical games? Uh, I, I, I want to say I did it at one point, but off the top of my head, I don't recall at all. So quick history lesson for everyone. If you ever see those games, some of the bootleg cards, they, they don't need to do this, but on those original ones when they didn't really know what they were doing. So the NES 10 chip is the chip on the actual Nintendo console that has that region lockout and the anti-piracy lockout. People who were reversing it found out that if they just shocked the chip in the right way, they could bypass that. So what they did on some of those carts, you'll see a little switch on there. And if you read the instructions on there, it says, keep this switch to one and pop it into your Nintendo. I'm paraphrasing here, but keep it switched to one, mode one, pop it in your Nintendo, turn it on. If it doesn't work, try mode two. And what that would do is that you would, you would pop that in and that cartridge, the bootleg one, was designed to, at the right time, essentially just shock the NES 10 chip to bypass it and then the game would boot it's crazy <laughs> so huh that's trippy that's I, like, I find this fascinating man like i get really excited to talk about this because i just find this really fascinating yeah no that's that's crazy oh well, i know that because i had a couple of uh i had a couple times because it doesn't it just from what i remember it keeps like blinking otherwise if it doesn't accept it right I believe so. I actually haven't ever tried a pirate or a third-party cart on my Nintendo. So okay, yeah, because I tried. I, I tried um back when I had my titles. I had quite a few third-party ones, and I swore that there was a couple of them. And then when you hit the power button, it would just again like flicker and flicker, yep. and flicker. Yeah. I know uh, Tingen, they actually did end up uh, bypassing, like the, the Tingen cartridges, they actually did find a way to bypass the NES 10 chip, that lockout chip. Um, but like those other ones, like the biblical games, they didn't know how to do that. So that was their cheap and dirty way of doing it, as opposed to doing an actual reverse engineering bypass. Damn. Well, if it works, I guess. <laughs> hey, I mean, it worked. It worked. We got We got like bad Bible games, I guess, on the Nintendo that way. Yeah, there's 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 some really terrible ones. <laughs> They're really I've, funny though. Some of the attempts at games on the NES, it's like 
pretty much anything would fly. And I mean, with a third party game, since they didn't have to go through Nintendo directly and all that stuff, there's some really, really like, just what were you thinking when you guys thought that this might be a fun idea for a game, you know? Yep. Hey, I mean, it's, it it happens. We got, if we got bloody boobs on steam, we can have biblical games on the Nintendo. You're right. You're right. (laughs) (laughs) You ain't wrong. (sighs) All right. Uh, Next thing here, you uh, you want to take this? What's the next one? Uh, the uh, the console near the bottom, right under uh, Nintendo reselling the uh, the pirate copy. RB. Yes. Okay, I like this. I sure. I, I understand. I understand. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'll take this one. Um. So, um, you're gonna have to correct me on certain uh, things with this one. Basically, there is a. Uh, console or device um, called Retroblox, which is a, I mean, it's an emulation device, and um, it plays pretty much. Wait, it's not. Wait, no, 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 no. stop. Step back a sec. Is it? An, it's not an emulation device. It plays the actual games, does it not? Uh, like it, it, it does, but it's still emulation in that way where it dumps the game. It's, it's similar to the Retron Five. You you pop the game in, it dumps it, it, it plays an emulated version of it that it's dumped from. Okay, okay, because that's the thing. I saw um, somebody popped in. I want to say it was like a was it a PS One title into it? Yes, yeah. That that's the most okay. exciting thing about it. Just keep talking. Okay, so yeah, like I mean, basically they were able to pop in like a PS One title, um, so it's able to play disc based games, and it's also able to play cartridge based games. Um, uh, I saw NES, SNES, uh, Atari, I want to say, was in there in the list. Um, I didn't see N64, though. Can you confirm that or no? It does not do N64. They have specifically said they don't want to pursue N64 because Nintendo has been very protective on that. And they've been they've filed patents related to the N64 as late as 2001. Wow, okay. So, yeah, basically it says NES, SNES, Genesis, the 32X, Atari 2600, Turbo Graphics, and you can also add a CD drive module, which will allow you to play the Sega CD, PlayStation 1, and PC Engine games. And um, it looks really, really clean. Like, from what I saw in the video, the interface looks nice. It looks like there was some really cool settings in terms of, like, optimizing the actual um, uh, resolutions and stuff like that on it. Um, based, I, It looks like it can take the actual... Can it take the old school remotes? It looks like it has like the headers for either NES or SNES. Uh, it looks like NES in the front of the car, in front of the actual machine. Um, and I think um, it's still it's still in its like beta stages, right? I didn't see like any re- like any actual for sale. Yeah, um, it's it's being prototyped right now. They have shown it at the SoCal Retro Gaming Expo, so uh, that was nice. We actually know that the thing exists and it works. Uh, and then they're going to be doing a Kickstarter campaign. Okay. Yeah, because it, it looks like the whole interface. I liked. Um, I mean, there's a video. I don't know if you're going to show the video on here or not, but in the video, it shows the whole like uh, title screen or whatever when you can select your game, and it looks very very clean. Like it's got really nice cover art. And you can click on the actual game and it'll give you like a, I mean, as if you're on like Netflix, you know, it gives you the movie description or the movie summary. It gives you that of the game and some other details, which it looks really clean. I, I definitely think that they've got something that could be very popular, um, depending on obviously pricing and whether it's able to um, basically uh, 
output all of the, the features and all of the emulations for these different you know various devices that it's talking about. Right. Like I'm showing some uh, screenshots here, or at least from the video. And yeah, no, it's an extremely clean looking interface. It looks a lot like, you know, I I think they are using some variation of Android on here, but it, it looks a lot like my um my Shield TV. Yeah, it, it's I, I was extremely impressed with their interface. It, mm-hmm. it looked very nice. It looked I, I don't know for sure, but I thought I saw at one point when they popped something in, it did look like it kind of lagged a bit. Um I, I can't confirm though. I, I don't really know since I wasn't there and I, I didn't really see it. But um, the I like the look of it a lot. I, I very very much do so, and I like that it looked like there's some kind of a I don't know what database they're using to pull the information in terms of like the artwork and the um, descriptions. I don't know if that's something that they like have on their end that they've actually compiled themselves or whether it's thing that's already existing. But it's a very cool feature and it's just pretty. I like I like I like the cleanliness of it yeah it looks it looks so good i'm very impressed with it so far um it's just the only thing is i i do want one but i'm so torn because it's like do i i've seen i want to kickstart it but i've also seen things fall through on kickstarter is the problem oh, God. yeah if we're talking dude if we're talking kickstarter um in the in the 3d printing community man it's been bad dude like Things that never come out. I mean, it's like this everywhere, but I've seen so many posts lately. Um, things that either never came out or promised things and came out and they were just absolute shit, like terrible. So, yeah, I've actually I've actually never backed anything on Kickstarter. Um, <laughs> I, I've, I've I, wanted I backed, to. I backed Mighty Number no. 9. Wait. Really? Yes. Wait, what is Mighty Number no. 9? That was the game that was supposed to be from the cre. It was from the creator of Mega Man. Oh, it got, was supposed to be better than Mega Man, and it got canceled, right? No, I have it. It's bad. Oh, it's it's shit. It's so bad. Yeah, the only other thing I've backed is Shinmu Three because I actually do want to support that. But like, those are the only two things I've backed. I've seen several things fall through. The Ouya fell through pretty badly. Um, there's been several other physical Kickstarter things. You said in the three D printing community, it's been bad. So that's why I'm like, I yeah. want to support it, but I just I. I don't know if I want to kickstart it. Man, dude, I got shit ratings. Mighty yeah. number nine, dude. It's. I think I played one or two levels. It's. It's horrible. What's bad about it, dude? It's like, just. What? It's slow. It's boring. The performance isn't good. It doesn't look nice. Um, it's not a fun game to play. Gotcha. So it's just. It's ass. Yeah. All around. Yeah. That's too bad. Cause yeah, the cover looks very much like Mega Man esque. Um, I mean. It literally looks like a clone of Mega Man. It's from the developers of Mega Man? Uh, the Kinji uh, Inafune, the guy who is pretty much like the father of Mega Man, yeah. Yeah, it was supposed to be his his time to redeem himself, and he didn't, and then, yeah, it was just... <laughs> Oh, excuse you. Me. It was, and then it got delayed so many times and all that, and it just it's it was an all around extreme disappointment, which is yeah, horrible too. Because like I even I got like the physical edition on PS4, and you could tell they actually put effort into it because you know they they had the different characters, they had the storyline on there, and when you opened it, they actually had so many physical things that came with the game, like they actually they tried, and I don't know what happened, but it's just it's not good. <laughs> that sucks, dude. How wait? How much was the backing? I think or you, I'm sure there was different levels, right? Probably. Yeah, there were different levels. You can you can put however much you wanted to on there. I think I put twenty or thirty bucks or something like that. Okay. And you got a you said you got a physical copy? 
I, I got a physical copy later because I, I backed it to get the digital one and I wanted a physical one just to have. And it's like, I mean, I also, I don't, I don't know if y'all can see, but I also have 2016. I didn't make the best gaming decisions. I, I have a limited edition of No Man's Sky sitting right there. Oh, <laughs> I didn't even notice that. Stop laughing like, yeah. at me. That's so funny, dude. <laughs> it's it's funny though because I'm actually with that game. I know it's got so much hate. And it's like supposedly like one of the worst flops like ever. But I, I have not. I have not played this. I did. I you can find on my channel. I did an unboxing. I did a live stream. Since that live stream, I have never played this game. All but of I, the footage I've, all of the time I've ever spent playing this game has been chronicled on YouTube, which is only about two and a half hours. But the thing is, I've actually heard stories of people playing it that don't mind it the thing it's actually it's not not that bad of a game it's just it it definitely i think people it, well not only people hyped it up way too much but also the game way that's just much. another one of those cases to me it's just it's a it's it's relaxing to play but at the same time it's also just boring, boring. yeah yeah i well the thing is i almost bought that game at midnight on the it's release date because again it was one of those games that was overly hyped and I was excited for it. I was like, no, like, you know, procedurally generated and discovered planets. And like, you know, I, I thought, I thought it was going to be dude, like the fucking ultimate survival game, dude. Like one of those, like basically like H1Z1 on meth, you know, essentially or something like that, dude. And, um, I waited and I got on stream that night and I was all, I was like super fucking excited. I was like, dude, that game's out. I've been telling, you know, telling you about. And, uh, I turned it on and it just looked like a very shitty, shitty minecraft i just saw people fucking mining shit like like and not doing anything with it just fucking that's mining the worst things. Thing too. i don't like minecraft so people are just like oh yeah it's like minecraft i'm like that doesn't appeal to me i don't like minecraft <laughs> i used to like minecraft for its uh relaxation it was relaxing to me the, the, the really soft music and just the you know rain and just fucking building stuff with my buddies i, I used to like it in that sense but I'm not like the biggest Minecraft fan, but yeah, it just once I saw the Twitch streams of Adid, I was pretty turned off. I was like, "Eh, boy, what is this?" Listen, I'll put it like this: It's bad when Sean Murray, the creator of this, he he hasn't tweeted this year at all. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. They, they probably so dead so somewhere. bad. So bad. Poor Sean Murray. Again, dude, if this game had just been released like any other fucking indie game and they didn't try to make it like a triple A game and fucking hype the shit out of it, it probably would have been fine. That was also Sony's doing as well, too, partially on that. So, yeah. I don't know. There's, I mean, there's, I, not not only because some people might might say they're just like, oh, yeah, you guys are just railing it. And it's, it's not only the fact that I mean, there was mystery behind it. Yeah, I think people did hype it up way too much. But also, I mean, you can't deny that de the developers flat out lied about several things. Well, too, either features weren't there or they weren't explained as is. Uh, most notably, he was saying that, you know, at first it was supposed to be a multiplayer game and then that wasn't a thing. So, um, well, the, the thing is, too, with uh no man's sky i totally just brain farted i just forget i'm gonna stop talking now i had an idea dude in my head about it like there's thing i was gonna say and then it just slipped my mind but um oh okay now i remember now yeah it, when i looked also if you look prior to no man's sky the studios only released like really small titles dude like very very small titles that are you know very indie-ish and very just non non in-depth games are very linear so i mean that I did, will say, like in itself, was I was kind of like that's strange that this this like that's very uh, ambitious of this company, you know. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that was I don't know, man. It was definitely 
<laughs> oh man, good luck. A studios. I mean, the studio. I I remember seeing on um on uh, Reddit that somebody had walked by the, their studio and said that it looked like it had been like no one had been there for a while, and that was supposed to be during the time that they were working on updates. Yeah, I mean, there's. We don't know. There's been so many other things too. Like for example, like somebody was saying that like I think there was a rogue, uh, rogue employee that he ended up emailing people and was talking about how bad everything was good to be doing and going and all this other stuff. And then Hello Games and Sean Murray they came out and said, "Hey guys, we were hacked. That was a hacker." But it seemed too elaborate. It's like no, no, I don't. In my head, I, I really do believe it was a frustrated employee that went rogue. I don't think it was a hacker. I didn't even see that. What are they, they they released it via? They they what? pretty much emailed a few uh, publications and they just said how bad the studio was doing, how uh, people just weren't coming in anymore, um, how Sony kind of screwed them over, but also they screwed themselves over. Morale was just completely fallen off and uh, just bad times all around. Got you. Yeah, I wanted it to be good, man. I wanted it to be great, I but it to be just... good too. Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, you bought the <laughs> you bought the fucking <laughs> ultimate version of it. Actually, no. The Ultimate Edition came with like a ship and stuff. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, thankfully I didn't get that one. I bet you. I bet you, if you would have gotten that one and then like lit it on fire, it would have gotten a lot of views. I think so. <laughs> you could eat so. some serious clickbait. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyways, we have uh, we we have one more topic here that we had on our list of uh, pre-made things. Then uh, you want to do uh, user interaction? We kind of answer people's questions and all that. Yeah, that sounds good, dude. All right. So, yeah, last thing here. If, if you all have any questions, go ahead, uh, ask them now, and we'll take some after this. But uh, just a real quick update on here with uh, Hinkaku. For anyone that doesn't know, it is a way of loading up uh, custom firmware and uh, applications and all that other stuff and game dumps, whatever the hell you want to do, on... Um, on the PS Vita, and it's definitely come a long way now. You can now install like Adrenaline and several other things. So you have access to the uh, PSP emulator directly on there. Um, now you know you can load in your own game dumps and all the, the other stuff, emulators, applications. I mean, it's just it's completely spiraled out of control. And it's really grown, and it's still going. Um, recently, though, because um, Daniel, you have I think like two PS TVs, right? I sold one, only one now. Oh, okay. So you you have a PS TV though, but it's not Hankaku capable. Oh. Yeah, I updated it. Oh. <laughs> yeah, honestly, I mean, I know that it's cool and stuff, and it has a lot of stuff. I probably will never use it, man. Honestly, like, it's been sitting here for so long that like it would, it would just be for me like proof of concept that I could do it or that I did do it. But I, I just, I, I wouldn't. It's, it's, yeah. But I mean, I get it. Like, I mean, when I when I sold, because the one I sold was actually like Hankaku capable. The amount of people um, that were hitting me up on eBay, like asking, I know that there's a ton of people. Like, there's they're very much um, a sought out item. It seems like absolutely. Um, so. Yeah, no. One of the big developments on there was I think. Uh, well, I'll kind of even tech this one went into recently there was something released called food that's f 0 d and uh, one of the big things on there is now you can encrypt and decrypt backups of whatever firmware on the system which is pretty neat uh but the other big thing for the pstv specifically is now you can actually use usb mass storage so you can hook up a uh, flash drive and have it you know run all your games install all your stuff on there something that really should have been on there but isn't um, this isn't on the regular Vita, but on the PSTV, it's completely available, and it's actually really nice to have that. 
so you're saying if you had backups or something like that of uh, your um, Vita games, you could just play them off the flash drive now? I mean, off a USB device? Yeah. That's pretty sweet. Yeah. No, nice that you can actually utilize that now. And even so, I don't... I mean, this would probably be for both of them, I'm sure, but I know at least on the Vita side, uh, you can now, as opposed to using the content manager, which is fucking horrible, I absolutely hate it, um, it's just such a roundabout, clunky way of copying files to and from the system, uh, you can now just hook up your system through USB to your computer and Dragon access drive. it like a flash drive. Cool. That is really nice. Yeah, something basic, like people w might be like, oh, that's not exciting. It, it is if you've ever used the Vita. Yeah, if you don't if you don't have it, I mean, I don't like um, file manager systems really at all, dude. I, I I had one at one point for my phone that uh like back in the day that I had to use, and it sucks. It's so nice being able to just drag and drop things. Was it iTunes? No, no, it wasn't iTunes. It was it was uh it was like a fucking Nokia phone or something back in the day, dude. <laughs> yeah. Is Nokia even still around making phones? Yeah, they are. They okay. are. Yeah. I had to, I don't know if I, I told you all this. I don't, so I, I don't use iOS device or anything aside from like my work phone really. But um, a week after building this computer, I had to infect it with iTunes to <sighs> fix my girlfriend's iPhone. She's, I hate iTunes. I fucking yeah, hate it. She's I had the it. only person I would do that for. I even told her, I was like, I just, I... You're the only person I'm going to do this for. Like, once your phone's fixed, iTunes is gone. Yeah, it, um, for the longest time, it would annoy me because I installed iTunes to do something similar like that. It was like to back up an old phone or to help my dad or something like that. And then every time I turn on my fucking computer, dude, iTunes would pop up and it would take a while. It would always, like, have to load some bullshit. And then also, there's another thing that's like, um, it's another piece of software that usually installs with iTunes. I can't think of what it's called right now. Um, Apple. I, I don't know, but it would just annoy me, man. Every single time, just pop up, pop up, and then um, every time I try to like open a file, if I didn't click for the longest time, it was set as like a default media player, and I'm like, fuck. So I try to open something, and I open up iTunes, and I'm like, ah. Yeah, it, I finally just like, iTunes used like, to be good, and then yeah, it, it it used to be good. Original iTunes and stuff like that back in the day was good. It they made it they tried to make it so like fucking fancy. Um even at my last job, my boss was like it's funny because a tech company and the guy wasn't very techy, but he asked me, called me to his office and he wanted help with putting music from a flash drive onto his I you know, his iPhone and he was asking me questions. I was like, honestly, I was looking through the current iTunes, which I haven't peeped in iTunes in fucking years, dude. It's bad. I was like, oh my god. I was like, why? It's so like hard to fucking navigate and use like like I, I don't know man the old one was it was just very simple and straightforward just a long list of your shit you can drag and drop stuff manually if you set it to manual on your phone or you know mass update and i yeah it wasn't bad it didn't use to bug me i used the shit out of it back in i mean fucking middle school so what is that say, 10 years ago or so yeah yeah that sounds about right yeah and now i don't know man I don't. Do you have what is your what is your primary media player? Just random question. Like, what do you use? Do you uh, VLC? I don't think I use Media Monkey. Uh, Fubar two thousand or V VLC for videos. Fubar two thousand for audio. Yeah. 
Okay. Yeah, VLC is fantastic for videos. It's so mm -hmm. fucking good. I yeah, mean, it's not the sure. best for audio, though. So FUBAR 2000 is just it's a basic music player. It's quite robust for what it is, too. Um, but no, I, I like using that. And then other days, it's kind of just, if I'm feeling lazy, YouTube and Google Play Music. Okay. Yeah, YouTube is pretty much just what I use for everything, man. My music, whatever. Yeah. But I've never heard. What is it? You said it's called FUBAR? A FUBAR 2000. Okay, I'm gonna Google it just so that I have it in a tab so I can look at it later. All right. I've actually never heard of it before right now. Yeah, it's it's a good software. I like it. Anyways, I guess uh, you you want to start taking some questions? Yeah, we can we can definitely do that. Sounds good. Sure. So this is the time if you if you have some questions, you know, for the next 20, 30 minutes, we'll go ahead and ask. Uh, I'll uh, answer them and everything. But uh, this one's for me specifically. Sorry, Daniel. No, it's fine. Uh, Fuego's asking, are you on track with beating 12 games in one year? Uh, for anyone that doesn't know, last year, I kind of set a challenge to myself where I wanted to beat at least one game a month. Uh, so far, we are only two months into the year. But yes, I have beat games in January and one game this, this uh, month in February. January was what, Resident Evil? Or did you finish that? In no, I still haven't finished Resident Evil yet. I actually, okay, I got on a Bioshock kick, so I finished Bioshock, and now I'm playing Bioshock 2, and I'm probably going to do Infinite after that. So I actually did see um, you posting screenshots of it, or like uh, a couple times, of, yeah. of Bioshock. Um, is Bioshock 1 scary? Uh, if you really get... If you really get into it, it can be. Uh, one of my good friends, David, he's actually... he. He said those games are like horror games to them because he gets so into the atmosphere. Yeah. Um, there was one part, actually, admittedly. It's not a scary game. It's not supposed to be, but there was one part in the first Bioshock where I did get startled uh, because I just wasn't expecting it at all. Uh, but well, it's it's Sorry. very atmospheric. Okay, cool. Because to me, like I haven't played Bioshock 1. I've played some Bioshock 2. Bioshock 2 is scary to me. I got gotcha. you. I and see, it's I'm playing Bioshock Two right now, and it's more actiony to me, so it's not scary. I thought Bioshock One would have been more scary and atmospheric. Yeah, for me it was just well. I mean, like, dude, even like on Bioshock Two, when you get the shotgun, you fucking go in that room, and the lights turn off, and all of a sudden there's a fucking chick running at you. That shit scared me, dude. <laughs> I don't know, man. It's just think about the audio. Like, it's loud when you hear, them, and then like they're fucking creepy, dude. You could hear them like yelling and talk. I don't know, man. Again. You play horror games and stuff like that. <laughs> it's not. It's definitely not like a fucking Ratchet and Clank style game or like that. You know. Yeah, I guess I get really into the storyline as well too. So I'm paying attention to what the characters are saying and all that stuff, as opposed to like the atmosphere as much. But the atmosphere has been fantastic. Yeah, I played a little bit of Infinite. Infinite. Have you played it yet or no? Uh, yeah, I finished it when it came out. It was excellent. Okay, it's fucking beautiful. Yeah, it's my my buddy that. Uh, I live with here, played it, and said it was one of the best campaigns he's actually played. He's like, it was fucking phenomenal, dude. Like, he's like, I absolutely enjoyed every single second of it. Yeah. No, so, so anybody who hasn't played the Bioshock series, I highly recommend the Bioshock series. Yeah, they're, they're, they are solid. Like, no one can deny that. Mm -hmm. Uh, I saw... Okay, Xseed says, if Gateway made a flashcard for the Switch... Wait, flashcard? If, if it's a hypothetical, if they made flashcards oh. for the Switch... Would you buy it after all this shit? I don't even know what shitty things they did. What did Gateway do? Uh, essentially, they had brick code in their system, which if anybody uh, used, so if, if other companies uh, ended up trying to make Gateway clones, uh, they could actually, and like you loaded oh. that firmware on there, you could brick your 3DS. Dude, I know what Gate, dude. 
they've also done some other things where like they because they were ahead for a while and now it's like their arm nine loader hacks implementation was a joke like it was so convoluted so annoying and they said that there was going to be a better version coming out and it still hasn't come out um so now they're just kind of ripping off free stuff for their paid uh, hardware so i gotta admit something and it could be just because like you know i woke up and got on here and my brain's not 100 but <laughs> when i read his comment this is what i pictured bro gateway the computer company and a flash drive oh okay that's why you're just like gateway wait, huh yeah yeah that's why it threw me off no i totally know what like gateway ds gateway is. 3DS, yeah, yeah, yeah yeah i totally know what that is it's just when i read it flash card turned to flash drive in my head and gateway turned into the pc company that's why i was like what did they fucking do like what did the company do <laughs> but yeah i totally know about them breaking stuff because I, I remember that was a huge fucking ordeal for a while Mm -hmm. it was just such a dick move and i think it's even been reported that there were several uh, there was an isolated number of legitimate gateway cartridges that were bricking systems uh do with their brick code so yeah. it wasn't completely full like i saw what their logic was but then it also backfired so they're also known as brickway that's funny <laughs> yeah yeah I, I don't I don't I don't use the gateway cartridges anymore than even like my brothers I actually took theirs away because um I converted them to arm nine loader hacks. So I had no a gateway three DS, but I couldn't use it. The company actually sent me one to do a review on um back in the day. And I think my three DS was beyond the version and that's what it was. I couldn't yep. use it. Yeah. That's my first one was, was as well too, because I yeah. stupidly updated it to version yeah. five and eh. yeah. Yeah, I was supposed to borrow one of my buddies and uh I, it just never materialized, and then I don't know what the fuck happened to the thing. But I think you gave it away, didn't you? Possibly. It's been it's kind of been years now, right? It's kind of been like two plus yeah, years, yeah, right? No, it's, it's, it's been a minute. Yeah, I, I don't recall. Yeah, I can either confirm nor deny. <laughs> yeah, I, I will say when it came out, the updates were coming out. The updates were pretty useful. Like I I liked the UI. There there's things I actually liked about the gateway experience. But yeah, the, the company has done some shady dealings. Yeah, it's pretty jacked up. I, I'm, I, I don't know. Just a bit. Just a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, uh, I'm. I'll take this one here. Um, I'll ask you as well too. So, Daniel, you you can answer this, and I'll follow. But uh, how do you feel about flashcards for retro consoles, such as the N64, the NES, and the Super Nintendo? Just name a few. Um. I'm all about them. Um, well, uh, this goes back to the, my same feelings on emulation in general, which we talked about, but just really quickly. I mean, I collect retro games. You like retro, like collecting too. You know, you've got your fair share of originals for lots of retro consoles. So my thing is, is that like, for me, it's like the N64. I collect the N64. I haven't gone out in a while to collect, but I legitimately love the N64 and I love having the cartridges. However, I don't see anything wrong with having one of those, like the um, what's it called for the uh, uh, the one of the big ones? It's like um, what's the expensive one, man? For the N sixty four, the cart, the company, it's uh, it's oh, like a hundred uh, bucks. EverDrive, EverDrive, EverDrive. Yes, yeah, so the EverDrive sixty four. Um, I I don't see like anything wrong with that at all, man. And I would honestly, even if I had all the games for the N sixty four, I still wouldn't mind having one just for the sake of simplicity. Like if my friends were over or something like that, and I didn't want to have to switch out the cartridges over and over again or something like that, just fucking pop it in and be able to play them from there. Especially if most of them run well, which I believe most of them do run well. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't see anything wrong with it at all. Why? I mean, if you're if you're enjoying a retro title, you're enjoying a retro title. Who's the, who's to tell you that? 
that there's anything wrong with playing it off of a device like that. And you still, at least at that point, get to enjoy the experience on its original hardware, which is very cool as well. So yeah, I I think the um I think the issue comes into play too if you like if you're, you know you're gonna use it to pirate everything or whatever it is. Uh, I myself I have a few flash carts, but um what is it uh like the one i'm thinking of uh when you're saying n64 uh, i actually have a uh ed64 plus which is pretty much it's a clone of the original everdrive uh and i have it on my n64 and it works fantastic like my collection of games that i have i have is roms on there on sd card i turn it on it takes like it takes longer to boot up it takes like five six seconds to boot up on there but then i can access all my games i pick the one i want to play i hit start and out of the entire n64 library there are two or three games that it does not work with yeah it's beautiful dude yeah so one of them's animal crossing it doesn't play that and the other one's pokemon stadium 2 so if you really want pokemon stadium 2 either <laughs> updated version of the everdrive or just play your original cart of it yeah yeah um, but, yeah no I'm, I'm i'm in support of them i think they're absolutely awesome and i'd rather play on the original hardware plus on top of that it's, it's not being emulated so it's nice. The Super Nintendo, though, it is really iffy when you get into flash cards for that, just because there's so many custom chips on different N64, not N64, on different Super Nintendo cards. What did you get recently that was like an N64 game? I think you made a YouTube video on it. Oh, uh, Majora's Mask. Uh, no, not, damn it. Ocarina of Time uh, Master Quest. Okay. And so one thing, because I heard you say you had it on the GameCube. Yeah. Okay, but when I watched the video, some of the footage looked just like the N64 Ocarina of Time. Is it a completely different game? So the GameCube version, uh, originally it got poured over to the GameCube. The GameCube is just running a emulated... It's running an N64 emulator with Legend of Zelda, Ocarina of Time, and Ocarina of Time Master Quest. What somebody did is they took the ROM off of that disc. I'm basically simplifying it like majorly here. They took the ROM off that disc, popped it onto an N64 cartridge, so it plays on original N64 hardware. So it's not emulated. But, but it's got additional stuff that the original Ocarina of Time doesn't have? Uh, the only... Well, it's uh, they change up the dungeons. It's much harder, and... Um, they did not refix the controls. What they did when they ported it from, well, when they emulated it and went from N64 to GameCube, they changed the controls on there. So, for example, the uh, left button on the N64 controller, it was reassigned to the Z button on the GameCube. Okay. When you go back to that cartridge that I have, instead of pressing the left trigger, you have to press the Z button. Okay. Got you. But the, the original port was Nintendo-created. Uh, second party. Uh, Nintendo ended up, uh, I, I believe they ended up, they, they licensed it and it's their first party game, but they used another party to whip up that disc and emulate it. But it was still an official release. Yes. Yeah. Okay. They, they released it on the Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time disc and they released it on a Legend of Zelda all around promotion disc. Uh, the Ocarina of Time disc had both versions of Ocarina and the Legend of Zelda promotional disc has Zelda 1, 2, um, Ocarina of Time, or actually, I don't even think that had Master Quest. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it had uh, one, two, Ocarina of Time, Majora's Mask, and I don't think Master Quest was on that one. Um, just a question. What did I run you for that? Uh, for the uh, the cartridge? Yeah. 25 bucks. Okay. It, yeah. it's so, so to me, it was it, it was worth it just to have as like a really yeah. cool shelf. No, piece. it's definitely like a neat like conversation piece, dude. It is. It's really cool. I like stuff like that. When I saw that, I was pretty... I, again, I didn't really fully understand it because I hadn't played it on the GameCube, but I mean, based off what you said, 
it, I, I understood that it was a GameCube game that they had basically put on the N64. But just again, when I saw it, I was like, this looks like just Dark Mania Time. So what's so crazy about it? But now that you explained it, I, I understand it a bit more. But um, yeah, it's still like very cool, dude. That's something that if I if I knew what that was, like if I had known what that was and I had played it, I probably would have wanted something like that too. But like, I, I mean, it, it's like for me, that would be like me getting like the pokemon yellow edition for the nes or something like that because i've seen those cartridges out there oh yeah uh i see one thing i think would be really cool i saw somebody on youtube did this they actually they took um japanese super game boys and then put them into like he, he took a he did this with a few games but for example he took a uh japanese uh super game boy he took it apart put it inside of a regular super nintendo cartridge painted it yellow, put a custom label on there, and then soldered the Pokemon yellow Game Boy cartridge directly into the Super Game Boy. So he just had a dedicated cartridge for Pokemon yellow. But could it play anything else for now? No, because it was soldered in. But like, gotcha. still, it's like you have, a car you have a specific, you know, Pokemon yellow Super Nintendo cartridge. That is pretty funny. Yeah, I thought it was cool. Yeah, that is pretty cool. Yeah. It's on YouTube? Yeah, uh, there was. I don't remember what the video was, but he did that with like that game and two other games. Hop to peep it. So many yeah. good, so much, so much great content on this website, you know. Yeah. If you this. really dig, if you dig through it, yeah. 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 There's a lot of shit too. Like I, I there's really, something for everyone. Like for example, I I know nothing about the makeup scene on on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, I don't know shit either. I probably should. I got some pimples going on. I should look into that. But hey, I just I haven't. I'm I'm too busy looking at gaming videos. Dude, like totally random. I know this. Um, is it not a granite? Charcoal, charcoal. Put charcoal on your face, dude. Um, the my buddy I live with his what wife. Was, we went in halves on a bag of charcoal. Charcoal's been like the latest fucking like beauty fashion secret. It clears up your skin, so like people are using it for essentially masks. Um, I'm not sure what they mix it with. I'm not taking a picture it. of that, man. That's blackface right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, okay, though, no, that's it. People were using. They use Elmer's glue with charcoal and put it on their face, dude, and let it dry in, and then it peels off as a mask, and it's it clears the fuck out of your skin. And also, the reason why I went in half so on it was because I've like been wanting to whiten my teeth. People are using it as a teeth whitening agent, and it works fucking fantastic, dude. Oh, jeez, I don't I don't know if I'd go to that extent, man. I, don't, I, don't I, I mean, I'll, I, I'll I, keep it in mind at least. I apologize. We're going completely off the mark. This is the last <laughs> thing I'm going to say about this, and we're going to take a question. The thing is with skincare, it's not a one-size-fits-all solution. What works for somebody will make somebody else completely break out dude if you want glamorous skin that's all i'm saying bro you'll be on this mod chat people be like fuck mario i don't know what you do but it's fucking you look good <laughs> I, I just don't know about the 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 whole like blackface thing with charcoal man i don't i don't want to put charcoal on my face all right man, or glue to his his own yeah i'll fucking put elmer on my face any day <laughs> okay yeah actually you do that let me know how it goes <laughs> i'll send you a picture dude. you look fucking retarded all right all right all right, all right. <laughs> Uh, you go, I think. Okay. I uh, how do you feel about the DLC announced for The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild? So, hey. I guess, I, I, Daniel, have you looked into this at all? No. Um, I No, not at all. So they've released a expansion pass in a way. That's what they're calling it. And I don't know how much it is, but um, day one, you end up getting a few extra things, uh, one of them being hard mode. And then later on in the year, you get um, a, a few, like some DLC, like extra story stuff, I think some dungeons and such. And then you get a second pack later on. Um, you can't buy them separately. You have to buy as one pack. 
And I think it's I I wasn't I think the price is less than twenty five bucks for it overall. But people are really up in arms about it because now Nintendo is doing day one DLC, uh, which people didn't want them to do. I feel kind of torn on it. I'm just like, why are you doing that? But at the same time, it's like now they're 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 adapting. They're they're all they're doing is they're doing what PlayStation they're and better. Xbox are doing. Yeah, it's they're going to be charged. Yeah, they're 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 doing this day one thing. Um, they're going to be charging for online play later on because they've shown that you know. Um, and Microsoft and Sony are able to do it and do it successfully. Uh, and then on top of that, when it comes down to um, the expansion, I'll say this. I The only experience I have with DLC, I bought some characters on Smash and I bought the season pass for Mario Kart 8. And if it's like Mario Kart 8, it's going to absolutely be worth it if you're a Zelda fan. Um, so I think they will be able to implement it well. They're not going to do it really botched up and corrupted or anything. Um, but then the... I can't remember what I was going to say on the last thing there. I th- those are most of my thoughts. I um, I really hope that with the Zelda game, they don't disappoint. I mean, I feel like Nintendo hasn't really put out a bad Zelda game, though, have they? They've put out... Uh, people are torn on it as well, too. There's some people, like... Some people think that, you know, like, overall, I think... The Zelda CDI games, technically those weren't by Nintendo, but those were all pretty bad. People can agree on that. Um... And then, like, Zelda 2, for example, is that a bad game or is it a bad Zelda game, for example? Like, it, it depends. It's it, it's a very... It's it, it's a polarizing series, in a way, in terms of the actual games, because the games can drift so far from each other in terms of art-style gameplay delivery. Yeah, major. Well, I mean, if you look at, like, uh, fucking uh, Wind Waker, I mean, it's yeah. a pretty different, you know, style of art and stuff like that, but... Um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Did you get the, uh, mass, like the, like top edition of the Zelda game that's coming out? No, I just got the regular one. I, I didn't get the, cause there's like three tiers. There's the regular one. There's the limited and there's like the special collector's edition. Uh, I did want to purchase the limited one, but I pre-ordered too late. So I didn't get it, but I'll be content with the regular version. Got you. Yeah, actually, um, believe it or not. Oh, it looks so cool. Um, the Switch is pro- like okay right now. I have no consoles, right? Like absolutely none. I think that out of all the, co- I mean, I wanted to get a PS4 for Horizon Zero Dawn, and that, that I, game actually looks really good. I I want to pick it up now, but I'm getting so many other things. Yeah, I've been, oh, I've been hyped for like two years for this game, Mario. I I, I did not get hyped for it until I saw the Digital Foundry analysis, and I looked at, it, I was like, that game looks awesome. Yeah, when I originally saw the fucking first teaser for it which was at like e3 i think years ago i was like dude combining fucking robots with this badass cavewoman chick and fucking like it looked it looked so dope i was like fuck yeah and then i was nervous because two years had passed by or a year and a half at least and um just with all the fucking games that have kind of been like supposed to be good like i mean a big one was obviously no man's sky like we just talked about but i wasn't sure i was going to deliver um and i still really am not sure but i did watch a couple videos of it in just the last week here and it looked very promising and the people had very good things to say about them and their points were pretty solid to where it didn't seem like they were like licking ass or like that they were paid to make these reviews it actually genuinely seemed like this is Pretty I think solid the game. lowest review I've seen was like an eighty nine percent for it. Like it's receiving extremely high marks. Yeah, and it, just it, me myself looking at the gameplay, I'm like this again. I just watched the gameplay that Digital Foundry released, and I was like, 
this game looks fantastic. Like, I want to play this now. Yeah, it looks beautiful. I like the concept. It's a pretty original concept. And I'm, I'm honestly hoping that they can cap on this and fucking, like, make this a new franchise of games, essentially. Like, I really, I like, like, the premise to me is very fucking cool, dude. Like, apocalyptical cyborg fucking robots have taken over the world. Like, it, it looks fucking cool, bro. Like, yeah, it's very neat. So, um, the PS4 is, like, what I wanted to pick up to play that, but my buddy has one. So, honestly, like, other than that, the Switch looks solid, dude. Like, I would like to play on the Switch, like, I like Nintendo's exclusives, and I'm really hoping, like, if they do a decent job and put out, like, JRPGs for the Switch that are solid, I'll be fucking stoked. I don't think I was truly excited for the Switch until one day I was at work pooping, and I just sat and looked at my phone, and I was like, this would be so much better if I had the Switch. Stay excited. That's some real talk, yeah. I was ex- I was very excited when I pre-ordered it, and then it died down, and I was like, oh, you know, I'm getting the Switch. And then when I was sitting there, like, I was at work, I'm like... Oh my god, this would be so much better if I had the Switch. I could be playing like Zelda or Bomberman or Mario Kart doing this. Like I love Mario Kart 8. So that's that's definitely appealing to me. Yeah, I'm I'm excited. It's I didn't realize too that it's literally coming out in like eleven days or so. I don't know how many days are in this month, but it's coming out March third. So yeah. yeah, dude, it's it's coming out in about nine days. Yeah. Yep. It's badass, dude. Yeah. Well, you got to let me know how it is firsthand. I'm sure you'll do like unboxings and stuff like that and initial impressions. So I'll be watching because I'm curious. I plan to. Yeah, I might have to borrow my girlfriend to be camera woman on that as well, too. And be like, hey, listen, I have to spend some time doing the video stuff for this. So I'm getting I'm, I'm getting a decent amount of switch stuff. I think like that I, I got the pro controller and I got a few games and I get, get in the system and everything. So it'll be a fun time. Didn't you say the pro controller was pretty mad expensive? 70 bucks. Oh, OK. Yeah, and then I remember I was like, wasn't the uh, Xbox one not that much? And you said it was like $200 fucking dollars, right? Well, the, no, the Xbox, uh, well, the, I mean, there's also a difference between the Pro Controller. Like, the Pro Controller is just a standard controller, and the Elite Controller is like, yo, this is a professional controller, man. Yeah, it's like a fucking... Like, the uh, controller is like, the like I don't know, a, a standard Xbox controller is the equivalent of, like, a, you know, Dell membrane keyboard, and the Elite Controller is, you know, that, like, $150, $200, you know, really nice mechanical keyboard. Razer Black Widow Ultimate or some bullshit. Yeah, yeah, or like this thing right here. I got a Corsair. I love this thing, man. I don't know if you can see it. <laughs> I can't. I can't at all. It just looks like you're holding up air. <laughs> hey. Oh, is that a is that a K70? Yeah, dude. Okay, yeah, we're we're, we're bros on that. I also got a K70. Yeah. I, I love this keyboard. It's fucking phenomenal, bro. I it's oh god, it just I love it. I got it. I actually bought two Black Widows, and they were both defective off Amazon. I My buddy has a video one. on that too. Yeah, I was so fucking frustrated, dude, because I had the money, and it's what I wanted, dude. I my buddy had one. I liked his fucking feedback on it, and this was the next like the next best thing, like from what I saw, and I got it, and I just fucking fell in love with it, dude. I absolutely. 110 percent they they had i went to a uh e-game tournament like uh, a month or so ago and they had the corsair booth was there with their like their lineup and shit and i just went up to the guy and was like i love your shit man i love your shit <laughs> <laughs> yeah so yeah corsair solid man yeah, at least at least the this generation the fucking k70 and then i have i think it's the m65 possibly is what i'm rocking their mouse and i, I, I fucking i got a love it I don't know what this one's called, but I also have a Corsair mouse. This thing is beautiful. Yeah. Different than mine, huh? I can't see that. It looks like you're holding up air again. 
maybe let me let me click on your thing. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, mine's different. Yeah, mine has yeah. like mine's, mine's admittedly more for uh, RTS games and stuff, but I got it because it's so comfortable. Yeah, mine's like FPS. It is a button on the side, and what it does is when you click it, well, you can see it changes the color on top. But basically, it drops your DPI to the lowest fucking setting, so that way, like, let's say you're sniping and you don't want it to be as fucking sensitive, you can hold that down with your thumb, and it'll help, like, you fucking not move as much or flick as much when you're trying to kill someone. It's fucking tight, dude. Gotcha. Yeah, hey. see, mine has all these, like, mine literally, it has all these buttons. Macros. Them. Yeah, I just have, I just have the, uh, you know, this right here where I can change the sensitivity, and gotcha. it's just, the, the mouse is really comfortable. That's why yeah. I got it. It looks like the Razer's is it the sigma or uh hold on let me see that's the one my buddy has though it looks just like what you have by the way i just want to address what razor said here he said anyone know whatever happened to the psp go right here like is it the one that slides up yeah yep yep like uh that wasn't as cool yeah thing slides up and everything this thing is it's such a nice system i think it's tight dude yeah it's like it's like the razor uh naga mouse that's what your mouse looks like yeah yeah that's all my buddy has it's really popular for mmos and i think that mine's the shimtar it's something like that i don't remember Mm -hmm. the numbers but it's a shimtar model yeah i actually i really like uh the psv go dude yeah it was i also bought it when it was like bottoming out like i bought this thing with a one-year warranty included in for free for like 40 bucks from gamestop that was like the lowest they went because at that time they just wanted to get rid of them Damn. The the only real difference is the, I mean, the actual sliding mechanism, right? It doesn't the button. Uh, it doesn't take physical media. Uh, it uses different t- types of memory cards, but it has 16 gigabytes of onboard storage. It doesn't play the discs. Nope. So it's all digital downloads. Yep. But but it's very easy to mod a PSP, and then you just load ISOs onto there. Yeah. I mean, I, I assume I'm just. That's the interesting. That's probably why I didn't do so hot, dude. Mm-hmm. In terms of like, uh, yeah, no, because the, yeah, at the time it came out very late into the PSP's life cycle, and then it just uh, was it, it like nobody wanted a digital exclusive PSP. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense, dude. Yeah, it's funny how companies do that, man. They try something wild that, like, I mean, it's big. It's for me, it's like if it ain't broke, don't fix it. But I mean, I guess that they've got to be innovative and try to change things up for the sake of evolution. But uh, some of the things that they but assume or think it's gonna be a good idea or just fucking retarded man speaking of one thing I, I i had to explain this to to friends right and like my friend i think he put it the best david was saying the fact that i even have to explain this is bad so this is this is what nintendo is doing now they're saying because we, when you bought things on the original wii uh if you bought games on there and such they weren't tied to your account they were tied to your system you could recover them if your system transferred to your wii u on your Wii U, you have a Nintendo Network ID. So you can have a Nintendo account like Nintendo.com, and then you have a Nintendo Network ID for your 3DS and your Wii. And I think the 3DS still relied on, I don't know if it relied completely on systems or accounts or whatever it was, um, but then the Wii U, you could buy things on there, but now they're making a Nintendo account, which is different than the other two things I mentioned. And now they're saying, okay, guys, this is what we're going to use from all of our future systems. So anything you buy with a Nintendo account, it's going to be with you for life as long as you have that account. If you buy anything on the Wii or the Wii U or whatever, you're going to have to buy it one more time on the Nintendo account here. But when I recently was setting everything up, uh, there's you know your Nintendo.com account, and then I had to set up a Nintendo account from a Nintendo Network ID. All of those are different things. 
Wait, this is just being implemented because of the Switch, though? Yes. Yeah, because now they're trying to make it more universal. I'm like, it doesn't help it. I mean, I understand what you guys are doing, but you guys have how many systems at this point? Like Microsoft, you sign into your Microsoft account, your gamer tag is tied onto it. PlayStation Network, you have your PlayStation Network account. That's it. You can use it for your Sony stuff as well, too. But Nintendo went all crazy with this. That's wild. Yeah, that's a that's annoying that you have to make a completely separate separate fucking account, dude. It's just a, oh, oh, that me. sounds terrible, man. Dude, yeah, oh. I reserve my user ID on there, so I'm good there. But I'm just, I'm so disappointed with how, like, they, they just, they're, they're. I understand they're doing right, but I'm like, it still shouldn't be. I shouldn't have to have three accounts to do three separate things for one company. No, it should be one and done. You'd think that Nintendo would have figured that out, but I mean, I guess better late than never. But is it really better late than never? <laughs> you know, since yeah. you've already got your two other accounts, it's just why can't they just fucking merge it somehow? I, you can you can use your in it your Nintendo Network ID to create a Nintendo account. It doesn't make sense. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, there was uh, I think, I I I think we could tackle this one here and then uh, sign off if you're okay with that. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Uh, someone was asking here. Cute sign was asking. Anyone got a PS4 Pro gaming controller yet? Have uh, Dan? Have you heard of the uh, the PS4 Pro or PS4 Elite controller? No. It, I actually I almost bought one. Um, if it's the same one I'm thinking of, if you like look up on Amazon and look up like PS4 Elite controller or PS4 Pro controller, or uh, or no, not that. Uh, I guess. Well, man, I'm thinking of all these different things. Pretty much the PS4 Pro, it does come with a different controller. I do have that, but I saw like kind of an off-brand Elite controller they were releasing and not them, like another company did it. It's 80 bucks. It looks like it, it, it looks like a, just like, you know, the Xbox One Elite controller, but on a PS4. It looks cool and I wanted to get it. The thing is, it has really poor build quality and it just doesn't work most of the time from what I've seen. I don't see it. It wasn't on there. I don't. I typed in both Elite and Pro, and I don't see. Oh, is it the fucking Meo Elite controller? Uh, so I think that was it. Somebody is saying he he's saying here the PS4 Revolution Pro controller. Uh, this is actually, you know what? I'm I'm gonna send you the link at least on Hangouts here. Okay. And I'll even put it up on screen and such as well, so we could all see this together for our last thing, our last kumbaya of the night. Yeah, no, I haven't. Uh, so I haven't heard about this at all. Um, I guess apparently you can you can update this and everything. It looks like a nice controller. It's more shaped in the Xbox style. Actually, yeah, it is shaped in Xbox style completely. This That's one funny. Looks, this thing looks fucking tight, dude. I wonder how much it is. I mean, I'm sure it's going to cover it on here. Touchpad with engraved PlayStation Pictos. Yeah, no, it's it's pretty much like if you want an Xbox One controller, but you want to play on the PS4 and you still want that kind of official stuff, this is it. It looks really nice so far. I hope it's much nicer than that other one I linked you to or the other one I told you about and mentioned on here. It doesn't look like you can buy it yet, though. You can't, huh? That's really interesting. Yeah, no, there's no price on it yet, I guess. I wonder wait uh buy now oh you found a way to buy it um no i figured they have like resellers though so i want to see 
Oh, so okay. They'll show it on one of their resellers. It doesn't look like they don't have anything in the States, dude. Belgium, Netherlands, Belgium, Netherlands, Italy, Spain, France, Spain, France. Yeah, they're, they're, they're not even in the States. Let me see if... Uh, let me see if this company has their shit. What's it, what was it called? It was called the Elite controller? Uh, no, PS4. It, it, the Revolution Pro controller. Revolution... Yeah, and by the way, James. Hey, man, I I love the Duke. He's saying this reminds him of the Duke controller, like that. The Duke controller for the original Xbox, aside from it breaking because of the fiberglass stuff in there, that thing was fantastic. Uh, I was actually really sad when mine died. What's the company? It's Rate Rage You. Uh, Nacon Gaming. Oh, yeah. The only one I see is and there's another one, dude, from. Uh, oh, it's Razer Raju controller. Huh. That's weird. It's also it looks like PS4, and it looks like the Xbox One. What the fuck? Where are all these controllers coming from, dude? I, that's what I was about to ask. Where the hell are they coming from? That's wild. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I, I definitely think that that one looks it looks right. pretty if the build quality is good and the price oh, is. Looks like actually that's not bad. This item does not ship to the states. I found it on Amazon. It's uh, eighty two dot. Uh, 82 and 40 82 pounds and 40 pence i guess that's what it is um pounds to dollar. i, want to say I don't know that's off the top of my head so that would be uh, wow 102 dollars 56 cents it's not too bad dude that's not bad at all to be honest yeah if it's if it's if the build quality is great and it's going to really enhance your gaming experience because that's what you're comfortable with or maybe you play shooters and you just really like that's what you need it, it's not bad dude mm-hmm yeah, no, that's hmm. Well, if I was going to the UK, I would get one, but maybe I might. I don't know. Like I'll, uh, I'll see how it is. It seems like it's getting okay reviews. Um, no, I hope it's good. Like I don't know why it's not available in the US officially, but that's still cool. It's the only thing I can think of is that the company's actually relatively small. Yeah, the the only thing is as well too. Like it kind of makes me word related to the other one I saw, like the that eighty dollar uh, elite controller I told you about, and then it ended up being you know complete dookie. Yeah, which is then that's expensive. <laughs> yeah, like well, and, I mean, I I was at first attracted. I was like, oh hey, eighty versus one hundred fifty for the Xbox One elite controller. That's cool. And then I saw like there was one good review, and everyone else was just like, yeah, this thing broke. It stops working. It's broken. This thing broke after two days. So shit, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, hey, that that yawn. Does that mean you need to get out of here? <laughs> no. I mean, I, I'm I'm good as long as you want to. Um, I fucked up and slept, so <laughs> it's all good. I, I think I'm good for the night because I've been I've been streaming for over. Yeah. Well, you had there. to do you had to fucking do your dance. I had <laughs> like, to do this all by myself, yeah. man. You just, yeah, I saw my fucking Twitter blown up. I was like, oh. <laughs> that was the whole point. I was trying to get your Twitter to blow up. <laughs> Yeah, my fucking phone, dude. I had it on. It was on silent. So I, I mean, the only thing that goes off is the alarm when it when it does. And yeah, I woke up and like it was dark outside. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> it's not supposed to be dark at five thirty. It's just supposed to see some sunlight. And then I, I check my phone. I'm like, it is clearly a little after six. So yep. I'm just no, glad no, that I woke up and it wasn't out, fucking uh, ten. I'm happy we're able to get you on here, and I, I am personally, I, I think I at least handled the first 45 minutes of the show pretty well, but hopefully the audience can agree with me on that, but we'll also see. Yeah, I mean, when I got on, there was people here, and they didn't seem too upset, so. Yeah. 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 Yep. All I know is that talking by myself in a podcast is kind of boring. Well, yeah. not boring, but slightly awkward. I'm just like, because I, I feel like I'm, you know, having to like keep 
talking the, with yourself almost. The, I'm trying to remove all the dead space, and I have to just keep talking. So whenever I'm not talking, I'm like, shit, I need to talk. I need to talk. When I do my live streams that I do, um, there's a lot of a lot of dead space of me just like I'm usually working on stuff, and it's just kind of the way it is. But it's a little bit different with uh, this podcast. While mine are mostly just like working on something or building something, it's a little <laughs> bit okay to have like the silence. But yeah, I can understand. I, I wouldn't enjoy doing. To me, a podcast needs more than one person, man. Right. It needs two. It needs to me. It needs two to 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 not be like you said, essentially just like boring. But yeah, I I think the uh, the the inspiration, which I I'd mentioned this to you actually. Sorry, I think this will be like I'm spiraling off on other things. But um, when we were talking about mod chat, I remember because we were talking about getting a third person, and when we first established it, and I said I was like, you know, I think if we have two people, we'll be fine because one of my still one of my favorite podcasts is the CU podcast, which is just Pat and Ian. And for the longest time, so Ian hasn't been on there in a few months because he's pretty sick, unfortunately. And Pat has been doing very well doing the podcast by himself because now he's actually being entertaining and he's um he he's he's comfortable talking by himself. I feel like yeah. But there were sometimes, you know, sometimes Ian would skip an episode or two, and I would just not listen to or watch the episodes during that time because it, Pat was only putting in half, like he was only putting in half the work, and yeah. it was really disappointing to listen to because you expect, you know, the second part of there and he's not there. But now, you know, now that he's aware that Ian's probably going to be away for a bit until he comes back, he's putting in, you know, 100% of the work onto there. Stepping, stepping up his game, essentially. Yeah, so that's why like I, I enjoy listening to that. And I'm like, you know, if he can do that by himself, I could at least host a bit by myself. Yeah, I I, I definitely think, though, long-term, two people. Yes. Two people, friend. Yes. Yes. So I just, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, friend, again. <laughs> I'm going to keep some, some Red Bulls on deck, dude. And yep. uh, again, at least, though, my ass woke up at 6 o'clock and not 8 <laughs> o'clock, dude. If I woke up at like 8 or 9, I would have felt fucking terrible. Like, I woke up and I felt bad. But then when she told me to still go get a hop on, I was like, okay, thank God. At least, like, you've been stalling and you didn't just call it quits or something like that. For hey, man, not stalling. I was putting out good quality-ass content. Yeah, yeah, okay, okay. <laughs> you know I don't mean, like, you're like, uh, uh, hey, guys, like, why did the chicken cross the road? <laughs> you know, like, have you seen that episode of Family Guy do where Jesus does that trick? Yeah, yeah, with the bunny ears. You know, he, goes, yeah. <laughs> he, goes, like, he goes like this or whatever, and, he, and then, like, you're like, I think his, uh, like I think his miracles were a bit exaggerated. He's like, <laughs> it's so fucking funny, dude. That shit yeah. kills me every time. <laughs> oh man. Anyways, seriously, everyone, thank you so much for the support on this podcast. You know, when it was by myself, when Daniel was on here, and then overall, just in the past episodes, like this, this had a pretty, this has had a pretty good turnout, I would say. So I've definitely enjoyed this so far. Oh, and I was also reminded, um, Daniel, you still owe me a kebab. According yeah, no. to the, the, the chat says you owe me a kebab. <laughs> I, I'm going to, I'm going to find out where you live. Well, I, I kind of know where you live. I think from packages or something, yeah. I might have something, but I'm going to see if I can find a local kebab joint that delivers in your area and just pay over the phone. <laughs> uh, worst case. I know of a place where you, I don't know if you can do online orders. Shit. Can I, I know over of the a phone? few kebab places. We'll get this sorted. All right. Yeah. I just want you, you gotta at least like post on Twitter, Instagram when you're eating the kebab that I got you. All right. All right. For sure. Okay. Sounds good. Yeah, Anyways, you want to, uh, you want to tell everyone where uh, we can be found? Yeah. If you um, 
are you know interested in more of our stuff or you are listening after the fact or you're just curious where we are at we are on everything thanks to mr mario <laughs> we're on itunes we are on google play we are on podbean we are on is that it facebook as well yeah we, you can find us on facebook yeah definitely follow us on facebook um not the most active mario i think does post occasional things um do you post occasional things i do i do i put a okay. fox this week on there so yeah, well, there you go. You got a cute fox. So Mario posts things occasionally, but it's also just cool to follow us on there. Um, if, you know, any anytime we need to announce some major thing, I'm sure like if an episode was getting canceled or if we're doing an extra something, it would probably be announced on Twitter and Facebook. So um, you can follow us on there. Yeah. yeah, I think we're good. Anyways, hey, this is uh, Mr. Mario signing off. Thank you all for watching, everyone. Very much appreciate it. And uh, we uh, look forward to having you all next month. Sleepyhead Daniel, and if we could get everyone in the chat that hasn't already to smack the like button for Mr. Mario, figuring out how to keep you guys entertained for that first hour by himself, we'd uh, greatly appreciate that. And once again, to all you guys, I apologize on my part for uh, my lack of, uh, I don't know, just fucking me, man. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. It's very much appreciated. Yeah. yeah, If you could could slap, slap the like, if you enjoyed this, that'd be absolutely appreciated as well, too. Anyways, this is Mr. Mario signing off. Thank you all for watching, everyone.